This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A couple of weeks ago, we had an extended bidet conversation. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, and home product company Brondell, which sells various types of bidet toilet seats and attachments, has seen an increase in sales over the past few days. The company's spokesperson, Daniel Lally, tells Business Insider that they're selling a uh, a bidet on Amazon every two minutes <laughs> or about 1,000 units per day. He says the company earned $100,000 in one day this week through Amazon sales, an exponential increase over an average day. Unbelievable. And this is obviously from the uh, coronavirus and the, the mass flooding to buy as much Toilet papers you can get your hands on. We need it. I found this hilarious. Now, I've been at home for a week, so I was kind of watching some of this stuff from afar. And when I saw the great toilet paper, you know, mass purchase, I I found it kind of funny, to be honest. But it did lead me to a thought as I was sitting on the the pot day before yesterday. I'm I'm looking around, and I I go, okay. (laughs) If I had to, right? If I was completely out of toilet paper, what around here would I use as a substitute to wipe my what's, ass? What's with? the pecking order? Things that aren't made for wiping. I your know ass. It would be my first go-to: oh moistened paper towel. Okay, so let's say all that's gone. Uh, disposable paper products. Oh, so napkins, curtains. <laughs> well, that's curtains. See, that's what I was a wondering. Washcloth. Well, either that or way? because you hear if it would would I take an old magazine? Oh God. And, Newspaper. Why would you not take unpaired socks first? Well, maybe, okay. but, but right. hang on. I just I wanted to think of these things, so I was thinking about uh, taking. You know, here, let me here. grab a piece All of right. paper. Because if you take paper and if you crumple it up and keep crumpling it up, it gets soft. It starts it getting does. soft. Oh, it does. Have you okay. ever? I was thinking of something disposable, but yes, a sock did. Yes. It did cross my mind. The about- unmatched socks case. That's yeah, good. the unmatched. Because yeah, yeah. I have, I have a, a drawer filled of Wait, unmatched socks. socks. <laughs> so we're saying no paper products whatsoever. No, I was saying things that aren't made, like disposable... Uh, uh, napkins, okay, towels. napkins and 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 paper towels and things like gift that. gift wrapping tissue that you put in a bag. Oh. Yes, yeah, would that be perfect? That, That's perfect. That easy though. It would tear. But it's okay. It doesn't matter. You can wash your hands after. Right. Just you could do that. Yes, That's too. You know, and hey, there's there are entire nations that just use their hands. India oh. does not, is I, my understanding, exactly. that they use. There's a particular hand that they use. But I, I I thought I'd throw this out there and and see if people have used alternative things to wipe their ass in a pinch before and what you used and what you might suggest and what you also might recommend you never use because I you do hear tales of people who are out on a trail somewhere yeah. hiking. I, I used barbed wire one time. Oh, stop that. That was a mistake. And they will use leaves. Oh, jeez. The idea of wiping your ass with leaves to me, and now when I think leaves, I also think like the brown ones in the fall that have fallen yes. down there. And then you're going to end up with little stems and stuff all in the crack <laughs> of your butt. No, and then eventually a squirrel gets in there. That's just not fun. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, what do you do if you're out camping or something like that? Yeah. You don't bring toilet paper. You don't have any. Like, oh, I'm not thinking the brown leaf but like a larger green yeah, green leaf soft leaf i don't right. know you remember the revenant when they had their portable wooden bidets <laughs> I, I missed yeah. that and they, they managed they would uh, run it the, the the intake would they put it into the creek 
and then they pump it up into their their butts. I'm gonna go to Cody. Hey, Cody. Hey, what's going on? How you guys doing? You Good. guys rock. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, uh, what would you use alternately to wipe your butt with? Three seashells. Three seashells, just like in uh, Demolition, uh, Demolition Man. Man. Three. Oh, absolutely. I love it, Cody. Finally, we get to use the three seashells. I I, remember, I saw something about them trying to explain because obviously I saw that too. They wrote up they just yeah. as as a mystery in the movie that you would never know what that is, but how the three seashell thing would work. And I out. thought their explanation was lame. Yeah. It, make it, 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 it made it not that you needed to have it explained. They purposely put it in there to make you go. How would you do that? Uh, let me go to some calls here. All right. So, what have you used? What would you use? What would you recommend or what would you discourage uh, if we're out of all things to wipe your, your butt with? And that includes napkins, tissue paper. Uh, uh, I, I mean, paper like, towel. Like, uh, I, I do like the idea of wrapping tissue paper. That's great. Right, because that is softer, is it not? Yeah. 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 Uh, and colorful. Let me go to John. Hi, John. Good morning. Uh, am I on the air, really? Yes, yes you really are. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Long time listener, first time call through. Oh, awesome. Uh, I would like to suggest that if you use paper towels or alternatives, they may clog your sewer line between your house and the curb, which is a very expensive. Thank you for being very practical during this silly conversation. Yeah, we're not being practical. (laughs) (laughs) But my solution is get a handheld shower massager, put it on, you know, uh, pulsating, and use it as a handheld bidet. Okay. Handheld bidet. That could, that could actually work, yeah. Yeah, um, that's what I call my shower. All right, thanks, man. This one sounds pretty practical. I'm going to go to Jay. Hey, Jay, good morning. All right, so I have used coffee filters in the past. No. Yeah, yeah. Coffee filters are soft. Text, the texture, I think, is... What was your experience like? It wasn't bad. It's softer than you would think. I mean, I don't know... Was it the best part of waking up? Yeah, it was. <laughs> But I do use a bidet. So, I mean, I've been using a bidet for 10 years, and it is the best thing ever. And you barely use any toilet paper to dry. It is awesome. a little bit, and you're good. Yeah. yeah. By the way, people ask which one that I, uh, which is, what is the one that I got? I got the Lux Bidet Neo 120. So there's a nod to the Matrix. Mm. uh, And that was available. It still is apparently available on Amazon. Very easy to install. I've never used a bidet. I assume you kind of have to move around, right? So here's here's what I would, here's an analogy I would use. Like washing dishes. Let's say you've you've cooked something in a pot and there's some remnants of stuff left in the pot. You know how you kind of rinse it first and then dump it out and then you scrub it out? Yeah. It's kind of like that. You're still going to have to do a little bit of scrubbing in there. It doesn't get every bit of it. Okay. But it loosens up. Loosens it up. A little okay, bit. Okay. And, now it dep- and then you can you can, you can can go back for a second shot if you want to and, okay. and, and get another refreshing rinse at the very end. All right. What else can you wipe your butt with? <laughs> Just in case. Let me let me go to Don. Hey, on the Preston and Steve show. Hi, Don. Good morning. Ed yeah, Zeus. Yeah, Zeus, buddy. What's up, Don? I um, hope you're surviving the corona's pen- corona pandemic. <laughs> we are. We're doing just fine. So, desperate measures call for desperate times, or desperate times call for desperate measures. Uh, my grandma used to have thick rubber gloves for, like, dishwashing under yeah. the the, the uh, bathroom sink. Yeah. So I ran into a situation where I ran out of toilet paper, and that glove worked. Now, you put it on like you would not like a normal glove, and I used it, you know, but it worked. And then I was also able to wash the gloves with soap and water afterwards. But this desperate situation or 
in case of emergency, keep a pair of thick rubber gloves in the bathroom. Well, he's right. You, 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 your basics are your hands, too. It's for people who are, are just, I would never put my hands there. Thanks, you put the gloves, you use the gloves to wash out, and then you wash the gloves. Yeah. And that, at no point does your hands touch the offending fecal matter. That's a good point. Yeah, instead of the poop knife, you have poop gloves. Exactly. Yeah, in the bathroom. Or poop tongs. Yeah. Uh, Preston, when I caught you in the most vulnerable moment when you were wiping your ass in the yes. bathroom with your pants around your ankles, mm-hmm. uh, what were you wiping with at that point? I had to use a uh, paper towel. Okay. And at the time, the paper towels that, that we used to get in there Very coarse. were that kind of beige colored, they yeah. sucked. grade school, co- oh, coarse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, couldn't yeah. blow your nose with Pumpy. them. Yeah. And yeah, can't blow Would your nose. Rip your nose up. So I so I, I waddled out <laughs> with my, my pants and underwear around my ankles. No, 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 I get that no. stuff and I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna wipe this stuff is too rough to wipe my yeah. butt with. So I was when Casey came in, I was running it under the sink. Oh my god! Oh, because the water was running, you didn't hear me open to moisten the... it a little bit yeah. and to ease the pain. <laughs> were you what ha- tender were you... tissues of my sphincter? Were you embarrassed or did you just laugh? I was mortified. Yeah. You are there. Casey. Put the paper. You... <laughs> oh. I don't care how how much of a bro walks in on you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that reduced you to the, to a sub animal. The, the timing, because the window was tiny for yeah. me to go through. The timing that had happened reminds me on the rare occasion if you've ever seen a baseball game where a pitcher throws the pitch and a bird flies out yes. and gets hit with the ball. <laughs> yeah. That's the time, yeah. a precise timing that took place. But honestly, in case you saw me like that. Of of all of us who work here at the uh, the radio station, who would you prefer if you had to pick one person? I'm glad you. it was you. Yeah, I'm right? glad it was you. Or Bill West, yeah. <laughs> but the ass gaskets, by the way, are um, they don't have the ass gaskets in the actual stalls themselves. It's, it's as soon as you walk into the bathroom. Uh, and when I hear someone come in and do the, yeah, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. god, they're going to sit uh, next to me. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let me go to some other things to wipe your butt with. I'm going to go to Paula. Hi, Paula. Gadzooks. So in a pinch, you're out of toilet paper. The store is completely sold out of them. What are you going to use? I used cotton balls before. Cotton, cotton balls. balls. Now, you'd have to use, I would think, at least a couple of them. Like a handful. A oh, handful. Yeah. It's, it's triple-sized cotton balls, and then you kind of, like, stretch them out. You okay. know what I mean? You get a wad of them, and you stretch them out. It's perfect. Let me ask you, after a while of doing that, when you fart, does cotton candy come out? <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate flavor. Yeah, right? Because it would look the same way. Steve, I immediately Stop. think of, of the movie uh, Zoolander after he gets out of the mine and he's using <laughs> cotton balls. He's just like 5,000 cotton yeah. balls to clean himself up. But yeah, I guess that would work. Go out and hoard your cotton balls. Go get your cotton balls. No yeah. hoarding. Uh, Take as only as much as you need to clean your ass. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Steve, I'm sorry. Right, right. <laughs> Um, but Casey, I was just thinking that'd be, uh, uh, you, you've heard us use the term packing a flounder. Yeah. You have to make a butt tampon with toilet paper. I've, I've done. I bet, yeah, I bet cotton balls will work better. Yeah. Even softer. I mm. think duvets would work. Duvet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me go to, here you go. Frank has a novel idea. Hi, uh, Frank. Good morning, sir. Oh, good morning. All right. So in a pinch. <laughs> What are you going to use to wipe your butt? You're out of toilet paper. So uh, I used to cut grass for uh, for old people, and I'd push my little mower and knock on their doors. So one particular evening, I'm cutting this lady's grass, and I get the I get the bubble guts. Right. So I go to her bathroom, and I just I absolutely destroy this poor old lady's toilet. <laughs> I've been eating nothing but nuts and fruit roll-ups, as we all know. 
creates the largest of loads. Right. So I look around, no toilet paper. But on the back of her toilet, she had the fanciest of doilies. Oh, no. And that's what I decided to wipe with. But wow. Then, of course, I just thought it would flush. It does not flush. Oh, no, no, no. A doily would be uh, would be formidable. Flush a doily. <laughs> it just spun around. Spun She'll around, never miss it. <laughs> what in the hell did you do? Wow. Seriously. <laughs> so then I decided, all right, I got to get rid of it. So I tried to open the window, but it was like painted shut. And it just made like a loud. <laughs> so, of course, she went, y'all right in there? And I was like, I was just trying to open the window. It stinks. Which seemed reasonable. Right. So then I was like, all right, I need to put it in something. I'm going to put it in my pocket, this little oh food pocket. Oh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it in something. Right. So I decided to look under the sink. And there under the sink <laughs> was like 18 rolls of toilet paper. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Sorry about that, Frank. I'm going to have to kill this woman. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Eventually. I he don't to want kill to kill you, but I have to. Mm -hmm. Why? I won't tell anyone. Uh, so since we're all, you know, since uh, that, that was one of the first things that flew off the shelves. And by the way, the toilet paper is going to return. Yeah. Uh, what have you used or what would you use in a, uh, a desperate situation? I'm going to go to Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Cindy, so what have you used something before or are you just suggesting what you would use? No, I have. Okay, do tell. <laughs> How many people take a newspaper in the bathroom and read it and leave it? Perfect idea. Okay, uh, news. So you've had now. So texturally, did you do anything to sort of? Did you do Preston's method of crunching it yeah, a little bit? Yeah, I, okay. I crumbled it up a few times. The ink got a little messy because you get ink on your hands. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It worked. It worked. Yeah, it what section did you use? <laughs> Two pieces. Hey, were were you in a were you in a public toilet? No, my husband left it in the bathroom and he forgot to get toilet paper, so oh. I used his newspaper. Oh my god. <laughs> That's great. I love yep. it. Thank you, Cindy. Cindy! Where did the paper go? I said, uh, look at the toilet trash can. <laughs> Thank you. Casey, by the way, you I think you, out of anybody in this room, has wiped your ass with more things than... All than most people probably combined, <laughs> yeah. Because I Is that know safe to say, I think well, so. I know of a handful of things over the years. All right, you've definitely used uh, shorts. There was a uh, a pair of uh, boxer shorts. Boxer yes. shorts, yeah. yeah. Not regular shorts. T-shirt. T-shirt, yes. Yep. Did you ever use a hat? A no. Okay. No, but probably. So we, what do we do? Boxer shorts, T-shirt. Those are the only two I can remember. Socks. Baseball okay. bat. Not a baseball. A wiffle ball bat. <laughs> Uh, no, no, uh, and, and I, you know, and then like probably a paper towel or whatever. But but those are the top three right there. Okay, socks, shorts, and uh, I had um, thank God uh, when I was climbing uh, Mount Washington, um, I had to go. Uh, like <laughs> I've got to go. Oh, yeah, I was basically a thousand feet from the summit, and right. there and are no I, bathrooms. But uh, and luckily I had. Um, uh, biodegradable wipes with me. All right. Because, and I was able to use those. Had I not had those, I don't know, I probably would have had to take my socks or underwear off or something like that. That was a very vulnerable moment in my uh, life. I'm going to go to... I want to die. Uh, oh, my God. I need to die. I'm going to try to start an avalanche. <laughs> Steve, there were, like, a group of, like, five or six school students who were there with me, and Look I was... Look at that man! I was like... 
you know, I was just waiting it out, and and it was getting to the point where like I, I can't wait any longer. And then finally, eventually, they left. I was like, thank God. Do you mind if we sit with you for a while and talk? I was like, go, go. Why are you hanging out with the creepy old man on the mountain? Just go. <laughs> this man has a lot of wisdom. Let's listen to what he has to say. <laughs> I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. It's just visually, I'll never forget it. But I saw my friend Danny use a sock one time. Oh, man. But, but even better than that, we were playing. We were in the band. We showed up at this gig. We were there early. Nobody... Yep. Nobody was at the at the place. It was called the Hideaway in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and there was nobody there. So we go around back. Danny had to go to the bathroom so bad. <laughs> he found, or and and when you go behind business, sometimes there's just discarded things. So there was a chair that was it was that just won't a, work. It was just a chair frame. Okay, okay. so it had no seat. <laughs> oh my, perfect, so, perfect, right? Yeah. Yes, so sat you're, you're, that that's the beginning. It was just this, yeah. This black frame of a seat, and he sat there, and he took a dump, and <laughs> took off one of his socks and wiped his ass. <laughs> I will tell you, and he, and he, he put, put the sock on his hand like a sock puppet. Uh, here's somebody says uh, they used a plastic spoon one time. What? No. Um, what? I guess they, they were in a pinch, man. Uh, somebody else said golf towel on a golf course. Okay. I, I used to keep toilet paper in my golf That's bag. That's a smart move. Just in case, because you're out there, and if nature calls, you're you're, you're screwed. Uh, somebody says tampon, diaper, pads in a pinch. Ta- tampon would work. Uh, Absolutely. This guy says, I pooped off the side of my bass boat and had to use the user's manual. <laughs> 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 Now the user's manual a lot of times is sort of um, uh, sort of hermetically or, or, or laminated. Well, yeah, I assume it wasn't. wasn't. I yeah. don't think so. But yeah, if you're on a boat, man, and and you don't have a you know, if it's just like a fishing boat, you gotta you gotta lean over the side. That's I, one I thing I, I never did, did as a kid. One time, yeah, we always. That's one thing I refuse. We always had the pour to sand that you that would, and it's happened when we had a 17 foot runabout. You'd pull it out from under the chair, yeah, and then you'd ask everyone to look in a different direction. And that okay, was, yeah, everybody turn around. Right. Yeah, you, you, you took it on good faith that they were. A call that was in earlier, but uh, I guess she had to hang up. Said her husband had used a corn stalk one time. What you could, if you were, oh. if if you applied it gingerly, it would have a very brillo esque. Hopefully, it's green. You know, because they're not <laughs> like uh, you know. Did you put in a horn of plenty? <laughs> well, I mean, like a, like I, I'm assuming she meaning the stalk was like one of the peels right, off of it, right, as yeah. opposed to the actual cob, which we're going to go to Chase here. Hi, Chase. Good morning. Holy crap! Am I on the air? You're yeah. on. Ah, sorry to bother you guys at work. <laughs> it's all okay. good, buddy. What's up? I think everyone's forgetting about when they used to use corn cobs. You guys talked about it on the show a while. Yeah, ago. yeah, 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 yeah. I forget talking about it. it was was I? I can only assume that that has a very abrasive nature to it. Yes, I think it's I, I really would assume soft. that it would get all the small parts right. Uh, I think so. You don't dry it out. You take it a corn cob as it's been. It, it's been. I don't know. Uh, I guess not. Yeah. Bar, not barbecued corn. But but I guess it could be kind of abrasive. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's like a loofah. I guess it's yes. kind of, it's porous and can, right? uh, can get all the nooks and crannies. <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, sorry, man. It's like an English muffin your ass. Uh, let me go to Mark. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Mark? So uh, when I was younger, I used to go fishing with my friend, and um, religiously, he'd have to have his coffee. And then right before we started fishing, before he put his waders on, 
He will go into the woods with sleeves, and he will come out out of the woods with no sleeves. Are you? <laughs> he would wipe his ass with his sleeves. He'd rip yeah. them off. Relig- yeah, I swear, religiously. You go. He go into the woods with sleeves. He come out with no sleeves. Why you know, wouldn't another he? Thing. Go ahead. I uh, go ahead. Why wouldn't no, no, he? Back to you, Preston. <laughs> why wouldn't he bring? Um, knowing that this was going to be a common occurrence, why wouldn't he bring an option? We're from Philly. That's, that's <laughs> what Steve, you had mentioned English muffins. You could probably use a bread or, or a roll. You actually, to wipe the you yeah. actually could. A roll would be yeah. a wonderful option. Yeah, yeah. like an English some, muffin would or, work. Or like, uh, what about the Hawaiian dinner rolls? Yeah, something. Oh. You couldn't use white bread. You couldn't. You would no, it, use, it, it would be too too. It would fall apart. Yes, something like a like a uh, like a ciabatta roll. Ciabatta would actually hold together pretty well. Absolutely. And I, I think a bagel. A bagel. <laughs> what, what bagel, though, would you want? Something that had, obviously, maybe like an egg bagel. Yeah. You would definitely don't want to use an everything bagel. No, because you'd, you'd be farting out seeds for a year. Yeah. Was that a poppy or a sesame seed? I think there's an onion in my shorts. <laughs> Let me go next to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. Hey, so have you used something specifically that you're going to mention about wiping your butt with in a pinch? Okay. Uh, I had what you guys call phase six. Yes. We're driving down the road with my buddy. It's nighttime. I tell him, you got to pull over. You got to pull over. I get out. I'm squatting next to the car. I'm like, you have something to wipe with? You have anything at all? He's like, no. So I reached in, pulled the seat cover off his Oh, your seat. <laughs> and use that. Listen, again, again, there's no judgment here because in, no, in that time, well, maybe from Kathy, but from us, we understand at that moment you've got, because nothing is as horrific as having that, it's it's like it's like an incompleted course in school. It just haunts you. You haven't had the chance to follow through. And, and, and anyone who has any sense of hygiene has to do, you have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be difficult. Yes, I mean, um, a car seat, depending on the kind of car seat, too. I was just ripping the car seat out. Oh, my God. Hang on a second here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let me go to Keith. Hi, Keith. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. So, you use something in an emergency? Yeah, I was heading back from a ski resort, and I had to go really bad. So, I had my friend pull over. I had to stomp down a nice circle for myself to be able to even squat. Um, he had two paper towels, which I knew wasn't enough, so I used the snow that was around me. <laughs> Wiped with snow? Snow. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. it I mean, true that of... no two flakes are alike? That had to have woken you up very quickly. Yes, it did. It didn't, also didn't help. I climbed the snowbank and was on the other side, not knowing that that was the entrance to the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, because I think you, you pose a notion that makes me think how I would use the snow. I would probably compact it as much as I could into like a snowball-ish type thing and use it that way. Is that what you did? You didn't just loose snow it up your butt, right? No, I kind of didn't use I kind of sat in it and rubbed back and forth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you sat like a dog. Wow. wow. So you didn't try to improvise. You did the other okay. way. You did the, the dog ashtray. <laughs> yes, Steve. Awful. I'm like, yeah, I understand yeah. the, the you compacting know what I'm part, but no, I, wouldn't, Thanks, I wouldn't compact it into a ball. No, compact- I would try and compact it into like a... Uh, like, a like a wedge. A, like a wedge or yeah. a tortilla or a nine iron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen to this. This is a text. says, I work with Schmidt Baking, and I used a potato hamburger bun to wipe my ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> This guy says, I was hunting 
and I cut the pocket out of my pants and used that yes. one time. That's that's that, that could that's work. A, that's a, uh, the, the kind of um, on the spot thinking you need when you're a hunter. See, these, are, these are just suggestions in the great uh, toilet paper shortage could that you we're dealing with. Shoot a squirrel and use it for, use it for that. Oh, you could easily use yeah, cut the tail off or something <laughs> like that. Wow. There's been a couple of these memes floating around, Preston, with the uh, the CBS coupons. <laughs> That's so perfect. Yeah. About nine or ten of those repurposing that. Yeah. Wow, man. Here's a text that says an Army survival school. Yeah, please. How would Navy SEALs uh, are? Which on? is called S E R E. I use the blade of a knife. Wow. Just, just scrape it clean. <laughs> yeah, to kill myself. Yeah. You, you no. want me to use a corn cob? Wow. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> with the uh, the great. Depletion of, of toilet paper. We thought might be a good idea to get some suggestions just in case you're in a pinch, maybe some things you didn't think about. And as you said at the beginning of this, but it will replenish. You oh, get yeah. your toilet paper before you start wiping your ass with a knife. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, thanks for the suggestions. We appreciate it. Real quick, I want to mention this tweet. This is from a guy named Jim Nice. said, I usually like to uh, fall asleep to a TV show or a movie tonight. I'm lying in bed with Preston and Steve's Daily Rush videos. <laughs> I need them. I love Preston and Steve and the whole crew. Few fleeting minutes of laughter to ease a panicked mind that hasn't rested in days. That's a perfect opportunity to catch up on your Daily Rush videos, yes. friends, which you can see at PrestonandSteve.com or on Comcast On Demand. You can uh, check the weekly Rush videos. All right, we're going to take a quick break, so stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is on the line and ready to go. We haven't talked to him in a long time. It's about, yeah, but man, we go back this guy. Way back, WDRE days. And uh, he's been, like everybody else, stuck at home and uh, trying to find ways to uh, help entertain his fans, which is an awesome thing because yeah. we all use a little bit of entertainment. And everybody, everybody's getting, even though we have all these distances right now, everybody's getting up close and personal. Yeah. Looks into their personal lives that you may not have uh, have known about. You're getting to see their unclean houses. That as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, let's get him on board. Some Philly love for the one and only Mr. G Love this morning. Yo, G Love. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm awake. You're awake. <laughs> That's good to know. Hey, where are you these days, bud? I'm in. I'm. I'm a farmer now. You're a farmer. I'm in. I'm. I'm living in Cape Cod. Ah, that, look, Cape Cod's beautiful. <laughs> I've never been to Cape Cod. I've always wanted to go to Cape Cod. Lots of great white sharks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. White sharks. Imagine this. Imagine me. Yeah. I got my overalls on. <laughs> I got I got baby chicks. I got chickens. Wow. Seriously. I go down. I go down, dig some clams. I dig some oysters. I grow marijuana. <laughs> wow. Ah. <laughs> hey, speaking of the chickens, are, are you raising them for eggs? Yes, man. This is a Doomsday situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 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 which which crop do you protect the most? I assume it's the pot. Uh, well, yeah. Well, the pot hasn't started growing yet, but oh. we got so much pot from last year. So you got to try and smoke as much as you can before the. Well, somebody's <laughs> somebody's got to do it. <laughs> what a, what a what a switch for you? How long have you been living this lifestyle? 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's been a real complete switch for about uh, three weeks now. Oh, right. The tour got canceled. Right, right, exactly. But, yeah, no, we, we've been up here for, um, I guess we've been up here for about three three years now. Okay. Well, it's, right. it's a it's a great honestly. There's a there's a great vibe to it. I always use the word zen because it's a, you know it's a place where you can sort of cl- you know clear your mind. It, it is gorgeous and uh, you need that. Where would the tour have been had you been out and had all this not occurred? It's like the Jersey Shore, except for it's pretty. <laughs> you, I'm just gonna. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you wake and bake this morning, G. Right? I'm just a little punchy when you wake me up before noon. <laughs> but you're a farmer. Are you, you're the only farmer who sleeps. He sleeps noon. in. <laughs> I'm not really a farmer, man. I'm trying to be a rock star. It's just that no, there's no more rock. I, I imagine <laughs> these these coops. Full of full of dead chickens and wilting crops and all this. Uh, so, so where 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 was the tour supposed to be at this point? Well, actually, I would have. I literally would have been getting home um, on Mon- Sun this past Sunday or Monday. So, I, right. I, we we missed the, the last three weeks of the tour. But yeah, I mean, I found out. Um, I found out. I mean, uh, we're supposed to be on tour with. Um, but you know us, we're always torn, but there's the next tour was going to be the next big thing. We were going to Japan and then wow. we're going to Australia in May. Those got canceled. Then I, I thought we were supposed to go at Steve and Marley, um, all across the U S in June. That's canceled. We got big, uh, shows in, in red rocks in California, with like dirty heads. And again, with the Avid brothers, I have not heard of their cancel yet or not. But my manager Jay, he did say uh, we'd be off till um, October. <laughs> I was like, "Are you?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's got to be wild for you. So, so I know you've been filling the time uh, doing some some stuff online on Instagram and Facebook. What have you been doing? Well, for one thing, um, just trying to trying to make some money for groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we've been. Um, I, I've been doing guitar lessons, songwriting oh. lessons online. So I got like, and my wife's booking me like crazy. I got like uh, twelve lessons this week, and oh, and that's been actually like that's been awesome just to make connection with uh, these fans. I th- I think I'm gonna try to make this re- actually. <laughs> actually, one of the kids is for, is from uh, from Philadelphia from Reading. Oh. He's a thirteen year old kid named Noah. And this guy plays guitar and piano awesome, and he writes these great songs. We've been writing songs together. Actually, the, the last one we, we started working on was called Philly Love. Mm. And it goes, um, come with me, let's take a ride. We're going downtown Philly tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's great. I mean, it smells like a hit, though. But, um, <laughs> and, and then I, I actually go, I go, uh, I go, well, you guys are MMR, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I go. I go, um, that shows you how long I've been living out of, out of place. <laughs> the, the, the line in the verse goes, goes, Holler notes playing on MMR, baby, you still make my dream come true. <laughs> That's awesome. Love it. Do it. Record it. Yeah. I, I mean, it. you know, when, when, you, when, you're, when you're done cultivating the pot crop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so, so we've, been doing the, we've been doing the lessons, uh, and then I've been doing, actually, tonight I do live streams. Uh, tonight I have one. Today, a Thursday, 4 p.m. I do them um, on Facebook Live, G Love and Special Sauce, and at Philly G Love on Instagram. That's great. Um, I go live, and then 
I will donate half of the proceeds. It's like a tip-based thing, so people can you know, go on Venmo or PayPal, and then they can send a tip if they want. Uh, and then half of the money for tonight, for instance, will go to the staff and local crew at the First Avenue um, venue, which is a legendary venue in Minneapolis. Um, so just kind of trying to raise some money for, you know, other people in our industry that are, that are, that are stuck at home. Yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of people getting, uh, that are affected obviously in, in all kinds of industries. So people are starting to focus on the ones that are, that yeah. they have a direct connection to. I totally get that. I want to go back to the, to the lessons for a second, G. When, when you set these up, is it, is it one-on-one or are you doing, um, or are people jumping on board and, and watching you stream these lessons? Yeah, no, no, it's it's a one-on-one. That's through, cool. You know, through the Zoom platform. Okay, yeah, it's, it's 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 cool. Um, and then I've been <laughs> doing all kinds of stuff. What? <laughs> the other thing I got is the there's this app called Cameo. Yeah, yeah. you're doing Cameo. Yeah, I do Cameo. Yeah, pretty shout-outs, man. Yeah, I finally learned how to play Happy Birthday. <laughs> so, yeah, Cameo is this thing. And every, uh, the celebrities, we had uh, Gilbert Gottfried in. He was pitching his Cameo account. Yeah, they and do of all levels. Yeah, all yeah. levels. And yeah. they, you 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 you, uh, you you pay a little bit of money. And somebody like G-Love will, will do a uh, message or even sing Happy Birthday for you. Are you enjoying yeah. that? I have to say, I mean, I am. I, I, I so, you know, I, 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 I forwarded to one of my musician friends who will remain unnamed. And he's like, oh, that's just selling your soul for a buck. And I was like, well, not really. It's like the fans go crazy for it. It's like, it, you know what? You know what? You kind of talked about earlier. It's like, it, it's like a, it's a new age of um, if you want to make the best of what's where we're at right now. It's a new age of like connectivity. So, yeah. I mean, it was going in that direction anyhow. But um, you know, you know, as musicians, you know, we, we spent all these years kind of connecting. You know that's what we do. Right? We go out downstage and we, we try and connect. Yeah. So uh, is there, that's the kind of bottom line. Where, like we spend all this time connecting, and and just these are just opportunities to really, if you look at it on a, on that level, to really make a strong connection with some with some people. You know? Agreed. Agreed. It's it's a um, it's a way to get uh, up close and personal. If you can't be there in person. Uh, this this connection that you make for whomever you may sing happy birthday to or wish or, or you know yeah. get well soon or something like that they're going to carry that for the rest of their lives they're going to find uh, their connection with you even more special they're they're probably going to pay even more attention to your music so I, I don't think the idea of of doing that is selling out in no. fact, you sell tickets to your show for crying out loud yeah. so you know it's, yeah yeah yeah. I think yeah. if you yeah. really wanted to sell out I would sell like my song to I don't know like Coors Light or something like that. <laughs> hey man, I did that for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, who was it who said? Uh, it might have been Joan Jett. Yeah, Joan Jett said she she used to. Uh, uh, she uh, I'm never gonna sell the rights to my songs. I'm never gonna sell it. <laughs> and, and then eventually she she said, and I realized, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but look, here's the thing. In, in the '90s, when we were all coming up, that was a real thing. So yeah. That was a real thing. Like, oh my God, if you're gonna uh, put your music in a movie or a commercial, that was sellout material. And then uh, Bob Dylan did the Victoria's Secret commercial. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So at that point, it was like, oh, Bob Dylan did it. And then you know, and then you know, the Beatles had Revolution and the Nike commercial. So it really changed like the whole paradigm. And from that point, it was like, 
Oh, it's, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, we'll it's, that it's dumb yeah. because I'll tell you why. I've actually gotten turned on to artists because I heard a song at a commercial that mm-hmm. I liked. Mm-hmm. So it, you're, you're, it, you're advertising your product as well. Oh, yeah. And nowadays, it's like the state where the music business is because you know, even before all this mess, uh, it, you know, it's just hard to get through all the noise. Um, you know, you're, you know, it went from in the 90s to get a commercial was a sellout to now artists, including myself, are hiring a team of people to go out and actively try to get you commercials. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just a different, it, you know, the business has changed. But, um, you know, so that being said, like, yeah, whatever, man. I, you, what do you want me to do? You want me to put on a subway suit with Jared? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that. No. Not like Jared. Don't do what Jared did. But listen, you got you, you got bills to pay and, and you got mouths to feed and a new one from what I understand as well. Yeah, well, that guy, okay, so look, <laughs> that guy peed on me last night. So <laughs> He's got a new baby. That's what, that's what he's yeah, talking yeah. about. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about a house guest. <laughs> I mean, I, I got a new baby. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. My wife, Kelsey, um, which seems so, feels so weird to say something like my wife. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> not my girlfriend, my current girlfriend. Well, yeah, my, my wife, Kelsey, she's a wonderful woman, and she holds down the fort. Uh, and she she had a fever last night, mm-hmm. uh, so we don't know whether she she has it or not. It got up to 102. Uh, she, it's fine now. The fever broke in the middle of the night, <clears throat> and I, and um, but I did take the baby. She's like, I need some space in bed tonight, so I took the baby, whose name is also Garrett, on the couch. Oh. And we we slept on the couch, and this was the first night. That I actually had to like do the nighttime thing with the with the infant. God, your nipples must be sore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I uh, shaved the nips beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> and then, like, what did you know? Like five a.m. I'm like, oh yeah, I go to change his diaper. He's got a number two. I change the diaper. I'm putting the cream on, and then he pees all over. <laughs> First night with dad, man. Well, I'm sure that wasn't a commentary on your care. It's just, uh, I think that's probably part, that's that's a standard thing, right? I think you've been christened, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you're so punchy this morning, man. <laughs> we got chickens, we got yeah. babies, we got a hot tub, we're, we're good, man. <laughs> we're riding out the... Uh, yeah, we're riding out the storm here. Yeah. It, it will end. With these, uh, with these kind of live concerts in home that you're doing, uh, are, are people able to, you know, request songs for you to play or anything along those lines? How how you doing it? Oh, yeah, I should have said that. Yeah, the, the whole that's the whole thing. It's like all requests set. So, you know, I'm going live and then I'm, I mean, it's not like it's some kind of high-tech production thing. It's my wife's cell phone and my cell phone sitting on a table looking at me and I, I graffitied a sign that has uh the name of the show, the home show pop off. And then, yeah. So people are putting their requests in the comments. Um, and I'm trying to read the next request while playing the current one, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun though. But yeah, again, like, you know, just trying to, it's just fun, man. It's fun to interact. And I think it's been really lifting people up, uh, you know, um, 
a lot of, you know, a lot of people are at home, you know, wondering what to do, especially people with kids, you know, they're like, yeah. oh my No, God. it's it's a big thing. It means a lot. It means a lot. Music is definitely very uh, liberated. And right now, listen, you got you got to, you, you can't focus in on the news. You'll go nuts if you look at the news. You get through all this and what you're doing means a lot. But to point, a point I think Preston made earlier, I think, so you probably always sort of flirted with this tech for a while, but now this is really expedited your immersion into it and i think well it sounds like you're seeing new opportunities for yourself by getting into this and maybe you get a better camera and maybe you get a little light rig and all yeah. that stuff yeah. and this can be another avenue for uh for your art well you know it's a good point and and actually i got yelled at twice yesterday by two of my artist friends um one was cisco adler uh and one was mahali the singer from twiddle and uh because they're like, well, do you have, you know, Logic or you got a uh, outside interface? I'm like, I got my phone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, you need to bridge that gap. You need to kick it up a little bit. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I guess so. And especially, you know, considering that I'm, I might be off the road till um, October. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna. I think we, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. a bit of a rabbit. Learn. It's a bit of a rabbit hole, man, because you, you, you learn that you have to buy this thing, then you got to buy that other thing, and then you got to buy two of these things, and you got to run them through this. But just to, you go on YouTube and, and do a quick search on, on how to do great, you know, streaming or, uh, you know, home videos, and, and you'll, you, you can order the stuff online, and, and you'll get up and running. Because I have been surprised, Steve, as well, that, that I've noticed some, some really, um, you know, top-level musicians don't have good broadcast equipment or recording equipment no, at home. I was surprised. It's pretty amazing. And so for you, Garrett, if you have, uh, do you have a, you have a Mac? My my wife does. So on on, <laughs> on that Mac, I guarantee you, if it's within the past couple of years, has GarageBand. Fiddle around with that. That's yeah. oh, you, no, I, I, I'm pretty. I'm good on GarageBand. There you yeah. go. Yeah, uh, uh, Garrett. I, Here I go. I'm getting yelled at for the. It's, it's not even nine a.m. and I'm already getting yelled at for my lack of technical. <laughs> Listen, but the but the way you said you laughed when you said my wife does. I'll bet you're just like me and Steve. She handles everything, yeah. doesn't she? Oh, dude, she's. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. The bomb. Bomb. dot com. Yeah, and like plus, and then you know, it's funny. It's funny how it's funny how it goes because uh, it's not like I'm an untechnically advanced guy. It's just that my wife's younger and she's more technically advanced than me. And then my my oldest son's eighteen and he's like, you know, he has a studio upstairs in his room. I just don't know how to use it. Right. <laughs> of course. Oh. And he and he's going to keep it that way. So wait, wait. What's what's your eighteen year old like? Uh, is he? Um, I I assume he's a songwriter. He's a songwriter. Is he like you? What kind of styles he got? Well, he was going to mass art. He's going to art school up in Boston before it shut down. But um, he 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 is. He's a great musician, and um, he actually has two records out uh, on Spotify. Um, his his stage name, his artist name is Clear Cola. Um, Clear Cola. Like, yeah, Clear Cola. Yeah, uh, like the '80s Pepsi. Yeah, yeah I remember okay. that. Yeah, spelled with C's or K's or what? Uh... Uh, with C's. Yeah, okay, Clear, Clear yeah. Cola. Okay, we'll check him out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, it's not rock and roll. It's it's more like kind of kind of downbeat hip hop kind of okay. stuff. But it's, right. it's pretty cool. Well, you had mentioned uh, Twitter earlier. Are you um? So what what do you consider yourself? Are, are do you do you um? You gravitate? float in, you float in and out of you. You really do. But like Twitter's like a, a that's a jam band right there. What do, what do you yeah. consider yourself? 
Well, you know, we, 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 well, that's kind of been the problem. <laughs> that's, that's kind of been the problem. That's been the problem the whole time of my career. We've never quite fit into a box. I mean, I, I say we do hip hop blues, but we're, we're really kind of like rootsy, yeah. you know, rock and roll with a, with some hip hop influence at times. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we're, we're, on, we're, we're a part of the jam band, uh, world and we're also part of the blues world. Yeah, but you're also, you know, you had mentioned the Avid Brothers earlier, and they're like bluegrass Americana. So right. uh, that's this is pr- pretty interesting. It's, I mean, it's all <laughs> right in my wheelhouse of of stuff that I that I like to listen to. So, well, you know, not to like name drop or toot my own horn, but like th- this pretty like we, you know, our first record back in 1994 has really influenced a lot of amazing musicians. Like, um, how do I know? Because they told me. But, like, there's, in particular, there's one show in Pontiac, Michigan, the first time we came through there in 94. And over the years, Kid Rock told me he was at that show. Jack White White was at that show. And both heavily influenced by what we do. And, you know, like, everybody from the Avery Brothers, Jack Johnson, Slightly Stupid, a lot of people have, you know, kind of been influenced by our sound and and a lot more in, in different genres. So. I, I have no doubt of that. We, you can definitely tell it from, from, from different artists. I saw your show. You did a show at uh, on uh, the beach in, in uh, Brigantine a couple years ago. Uh-huh. And, and uh, it was great. I mean, and so I, I thought I knew your sound and was very excited. The show was great. But there was there's all sorts of different stuff going on in your show. And I, I mean, um, yeah, so... I, what could be uh, considered a bit of a curse in marketing you is a blessing in your wide variety of capabilities. So, you, I mean, take that for what it's worth. It's it's great that you have all that in your toolbox. Oh, yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Um, you know, I, while you were saying that, I was just remembering because it, 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 the other thing about it is that because, you know, we we have so much so many different influences that we do wear on our sleeves. You know, it, it also enables us to to be on a wide variety of bills, and then um, and then I was remembering this past summer, where you know, back to that song again, Philly Love, we were out on tour with Hall and Oates. Ah, uh, that's yeah. I mean, how how great is that? Are, are they are they a uh, a joy to uh, to tour with? I mean, th- their band and their crew and 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 uh, Daryl and John is the nicest guys, and uh, their show is awesome, man. I mean, talk about. Like, first of all, their shows sold out or almost sold out every night. And you're talking about, you know, yeah, and ten to twenty thousand people, and um, <laughs> it's all hits, man. Yeah, and you're just like, mm. oh my god, and you know, it, it really takes you takes you on a trip, and um, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. The the crowd, the the you know, you know, it, it's hard to be an opening act for uh for a huge classic rock act because as you guys know especially in philly like or if you ever go to a concert to see you know one of the legendary classic rock bands the last thing you want to see is the opening act <laughs> that's not true though that, i mean that's absolutely not true you you had mentioned the avid brothers and i went and saw them play they opened for uh zach brown and i didn't even i went for the avid brothers and and uh-huh. i was thinking you know for anybody that was there for zach brown man you guys are really in for a treat here because right, right, right. Uh, you know i've loved the avid brothers for years and years and years and then i actually as a result was turned on to zach brown so okay. um yeah and so if there are opening acts i try to get there 
as early as possible because it's like, all right, let me let me see if I can open my eyes and ears to something that I wouldn't normally. Uh, I remember so, King, Kings of Leon opening for you, too. Yeah. And yeah. so the, the way I look okay, at it, it's like well, if, if, if I like a band and that band likes a band, I might be right. more inclined to listen to a band that that a band that I like li- li- listens to, if that makes any sort of sense. <laughs> oh, geez, I wish more people were like you. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in Cape Cod going now, son of a bitch. <laughs> I just got pissed on last night. <laughs> hey, you've opened for uh, uh, for Jimmy Buffett before. You did it at Citizens Bank Park. How did that audience treat you? That was I. That was that went well. That was cool. Um, the funny thing about that show is like, all right, so I got to worry. You know, Jimmy's going to have you sit in. I'll come play your harmonica on Son of a Sailor. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting in the wings during his show. And then here comes Son of a Sailor coming up next on the set list. So, you know, I'm by the monitors. Yeah. They give me my in-ear monitors. The, the uh, stage manager's going, all right, gee, get ready. He's, gonna, he's about to call you up. And then he doesn't call me up and just starts the song. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the, the guys are going, just go, just go, gee, go, go. I'm like, I'm not going out there. Uh, you know, I'm not going out there and just bum rushing the stage in front of, you know, 100,000 people at Citizens Bank for Jimmy Buffett. And they're like, no, you're going, go, go, just walk out. And then I walk out and, the, and then Jimmy's had started the verse and he goes, oh, that's Gee. <laughs> no, he'd forgotten. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I would be like you. I'd be like, no, I guess he made a call not to have me out here. I don't want to look like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, but, uh, and we did another show with, uh, well, we've done a bunch of uh, spots with, with Jimmy Buffett. Um, and uh, uh, he's he's great, too. You know, like his daughter Savannah and I are really, are really close friends. Oh. So, um, you know, I've gotten to kind of hang with those guys. On vacation and getting nice. to know Jim. Well, that's cool. Have you flown in any of his planes? I haven't, but I've been on his yacht when he had it. Hey, oh, there you go. Nice. Wow, that'll I, do. I was I was rooting through his fridge. <laughs> 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 I was smoking some of his weed. <laughs> nice man. Well, listen, no uh, no Citizens Bank Park right now, but uh, you do have your you know your living room to to jam in. We got to wrap up, but we'll point people in the direction if they want to see you performing. Do they go on on Instagram or Facebook or how how are they going to do that? Yeah, just tune in today to, um, if you want to just find out more about me, go to at Philly G Love on Instagram, at G Love on Twitter, G Love and Special Sauce on Facebook, and Philadelphonic.com. Yes, Philadelphonic.com okay. is our homepage. Um, but today's show is 4 p.m. EST, live on that Instagram or Facebook. And then Saturday will be at um, 4.30 p.m. EST. Awesome. But, uh, yeah. So, okay. Great. Thank you guys so much for waking me up early. Uh, now, <laughs> you know what I'm going to do now, right? I'm going to build this chicken coop for my baby chick. <laughs> there you go, oh, man. Save us some eggs. Hey, it's good to talk to you, Garrett. We hope you uh, we the, we touch base again soon. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Preston. Thanks, Steve. And uh, a big shout out to everybody in Philly. Hey, everybody, stay positive. Yep. You know, don't let it get you down. And hey, look, you got if if you're laid off like a lot of us. Uh, do something you haven't had time to do, like read the Iliad. Yeah. There you go. Read the Iliad. Yeah. You've heard it from G-Love. Oh, I love it. All right. Yeah. G-Love. Thanks, Ken. Yeah. Take care, man. We'll see you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
my God. He's hilarious, he's man. He was definitely punchy. I mean, he's uh, always he's always been a, a personality, but he's a little goofy in the morning. I love him. Man. I love that he's in a good place. And, he, no. and you're right. I mean, he, he'll be there'll be a time where he'll be back around, go see yeah. the show, yeah, and, yeah. It's, it, and it's and uh, it's obviously I just think of him a lot. <laughs> him as a farmer, Preston. Uh, it, that's hilarious. I, I'm glad he went down in that. Uh, All right, we got to take a break. We got more guests on the way. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We're going to try a contest. Yes, we are. We don't stop. No, we have stuff to give away. So this one is uh, a little bit strange. And in fact, its its roots are in the butt. the, not the butt. In, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it is. But the roots come from the uh, the Daily Rush Madness uh, because it's going to key off of uh, some backwards audio. Case, okay, so do we have the uh, yeah. the rim job example? Yes, we do. So okay. this, is what, uh, this is what inspired it, if you would, please. Rim job. Okay, so that's me <laughs> speaking forward phonetically the word rim job and then played backwards. I know it's a little bit confusing. What we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to show you how this works, just to remind everybody how the origin of this. Yes. So, Steve, give me a word, any word that uh, that doesn't have to do with our current world we're living in right now, anything. Uh, you know what? Uh, just give me a word. Uh, uh, how about automobile? Autom- oh, my God, that's going to oh. be horrible. All right. Casey's you you gonna- want something smaller? No, it's like okay. Garage. Let's try this. Let's try this. All right. So, Casey's going to record me saying this. Here we go. Uh-huh. Automobile. Okay. Okay. So now he's going to play that right. backwards, and we're going to hear what that sounds like, okay. and then I try to emulate that. So let's hear it, Casey. All right. Give me one second because I, I wanna... he's got to do a little bit of editing. What was the step-off story that started the Daily Rush video? Was it audio that they had taken from a? Um... I don't remember. I, but I remember it was something, and we said, I forget exactly. So this is automobiles. Is this it backwards? Yeah. Okay. Well, I eat one, but all. Oh my, oh my God. God. Oh my no way. God. So. Let's play it again. Okay. Oh wait, sorry. Uh, well, I eat one but all. I eat one but all. That's it. And then I, I, I write it. But all. I write it down phonetically. Try it again. One more time. Well, I eat one but all. Do you want me to do it slower too? Yeah, slower. All right. Well, I eat one but all. 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 All right, let's try, Case. Okay. Oh my God, you're gonna do it now. Yes. All right. I mumbada. Now it's not going to sound just like it, but sometimes let's let's hear what let's hear what this. We did this all day yesterday, by the way, dude. And you know what? He's he's really good at this. Um, it's really really hard to do. It is. Casey did one of them. One of them I had a hard time with, and Casey ended up doing it. So, All right, so I've reversed what you said. Would you say I bombada? I bombada. And this is what it sounds like reversed. Okay. I da mumbia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. All right, so <laughs> after, after the show, I'm learning it again. I da mumbia. <laughs> Kathy's covered up her face. Um, so we did this yesterday after we got off the air with a bunch of words concerning the current situation that we here in the United States of America are living in. I've it's taken the pandemic. That's the one. I've taken keywords and phrases 
that are being thrown around a lot right now. Yes. And recorded them like that. So you've been hearing them a lot. They're, 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 they, they will sound familiar to your ear. Yes. And uh, I think so, this is great. So we're going to play. We're going to play it backwards, though. Mm-hmm. And you have to. That you're going to. You're going to. We're going to play it. Me saying it phonetically backwards. Like it'll sound like me a bomba day. It'll sound like that. Me saying that. And then. And, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll see if you can guess what it is. So I've decided, Casey, I'm going to give them two shots at it. You okay. Get, you get two guesses, okay, because it's really hard. It it's really very, is. It's very, very difficult. And uh, I, I, we can give a clue if you want. Sure. Listen, okay. in this... In these troubled times, yeah. in these uncertain, in these uncertain times, in these uncertain times, where a game that was spawned from the word rim job is being played, <laughs> yeah. we can all use some assistance to win some prizes. I so feel we, like we can also maybe take a cue by the text message board. Okay, if, if the texts are getting it, then I, I feel like we need to to, to move on. We're and, going to we're going to be as I said before, like the Mississippi. We're going to be fluid. Yeah, um, I, I do have a question though when it comes to this stuff, press. Um, when you say a palindrome, will that work? Like, if you were to say a pal- no. like like race car is a palindrome. If you said race car and recorded it and then played it backwards, would race car sound the same? No, because car and race they're they're completely different. Yeah. They're, 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 you're using different pronunciations for those letters in different parts of the word. Even though now, do you want do you want to do it? That's it. why I wanted to, I wanted to try yeah. it because race. No, well, no, not race car, but so so. There's man K floor. So because race, the, the race, the C in race is an S sound, yeah. and the C in car is a K. Yeah, yep. Just try it. Okay, uh, and then oh, but there's a all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a palindrome that uh, K floor had an album called Rats Live on No Evil Star. I'm gonna try that and see what that. Okay, sounds like. listen, always always about the okay. experiment. Let's yeah. try it. All right, <laughs> Rats Live on No Evil Star. Do, do one more that. one more time. You, you want to do it? Uh, Enunciate just a little, okay, a little, sl- yep. a little slower. Okay, uh, here we go. Rats live on no evil star. Right, All right, so I just wasn't sure if palindromes work that way. No, uh, no, no. But go ahead. <laughs> We're also kind of killing time waiting for people to call in. So <laughs> you know. All right, so this is it reversed. I, I've already reversed it. Sounds just like it. <laughs> Exactly the same. It's close. <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you okay. hear that? <laughs> All right. L- let's uh, let's try this out. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right. Do you, do you follow? I, I wanted to explain this so people could clearly understand. Do you follow how this is going to work? Oh, I follow. I'm not too uh, confident, but let's go. <laughs> no, it's all good. Okay, so, uh, Casey, when I play this, they're going to hear it of me... They're going to hear me saying this phonetically like it's backwards. Yes. Okay. And so, then the and then the answer is the forward version. Okay. So listen to this and tell me this is a word that we've been hearing a lot lately. Are you ready? Yep. All right, Mike. Here we go. Kemednep. <laughs> oh, I'll play it again for you. Listen closely. Okay. It's one word. <laughs> Kemednep. Oh, my. I'm going to give you uh, two guesses. So, what's your first guess? Distancing. Distancing. No, that is incorrect. All right, I'm going to play it again. And uh, 
Let's see. Should I give him a clue? Yeah, give a clue. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Now, listen, in, the, in, the, in these troubled times. I'm playing along give and a I clue. have well, no before, idea Before is. you give him a clue, uh, do you want to see if anybody's getting it on, on the text board? It's I good. got it. Uh, uh, see? Nick's got it. Nick, you you have it? Yeah, I mean, I, can, I have a guess. Okay. You'd have to write it down. Yeah, people are getting it. Write it down and hold it up to your FaceTime screen. People are getting it. Uh, left or right, every single text that's coming in has gotten it correct. Okay. All right, I'll play it for you one more time. No clue. Let's see if you can guess this, Mike. Kemed, Nep. Face mask. Face mask. Oh, sorry. That's incorrect. I'll go to another caller. Thank you, man. All right. Let's try uh, Chris. Hey, Chris. What's up, Rose Beef? Yo, bud. <laughs> Rose Beef. All right. I'm going to play it for you. Ready? Yes. Ahmed Nep. Ahmed Nep. Quarantine. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, you got two guesses. That wasn't good. It's a very big word here. <laughs> here it is again. Ahmed Nep. Um, I have no clue. Oh, oh man. my God. But the the uh, the. Texters are getting it right, left, right? All of them. Every, Every single, single one of them. One of them, yeah. Ham and a nap. Uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> it's like emojis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me try Bill. Here's, here's that last one. Bill, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Bill. All right, you ready? Do you want to hear the word? Uh, yeah. All right. Ahmed Nep. Do I get a clue? No, nobody else got a clue. Oh, uh, well, the Texters got it. I don't think I do, so I'm going with Pinhead. Pinhead. You hear that a lot. Yeah. It has to do with the world we're living in right now and words we're hearing on the news all the time. Have you heard Pinhead? You heard Jim Gardner say Pinhead? <laughs> a lot of Pinheads aren't cleaning their hands. I'm Jim Gardner on tonight's news. It turns out a lot of Pinheads are still not social distancing. Pinheads and dickheads hanging out together. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I almost feel like out. All right. Listen listen to the last letter. Maybe that'll help you because the last letter will be the first, okay? Do you, do you follow me? Okay. Bill? Yeah. All right. All right here, listen. Ahmed Nep. Yep. Precaution? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So, so, listen, I understand the conundrum here and, and no. the, the difficulty. Again, so as what you're hearing is the word backwards. Yeah. yeah. So take the key. Listen to what Preston gave the advice. Listen to what the obvious last letter is because that's the first letter of the word played the right exactly. way. Exactly. I am. Right. And I still don't get it. Is, to no me, this is. is resoundingly easy. Let's play it, Case. Let's play it. All right. Uh, this is it. We're going to give the answer. Uh, all, right. Okay. all right. So here it is. This is what that was and played reverse. Bandemic. <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> Listen. Bandemic. Kathy, you still don't get it? No. It's pandemic. Pandemic. Damn it. I played again. Pandemic. Oh, now I hear it. Now we hear, hear it. Okay. Maybe we will do a clue. Yes. All right. So uh, we'll try the next one and see how we do. We'll give them two guesses. Let me go to Dusty. Hey, Dusty. Hey. Hey. All right, Dusty. This is a, a word or a phrase that you're hearing a lot right now because of the pandemic. I didn't want to say the word pandemic. By the way, the name of the contest is Pandemic Schmandemic. <laughs> That's what we're calling it. <laughs> All right. So in these uncertain times. Yes, that's correct. Are you ready to try this thing out, Dusty? I'm ready. All right. Listen closely. This is me saying it phonetically backwards, but forwards. Here we go. 
Hers obstinance. Nay, nay. <laughs> oh, uh, easy. <laughs> Write it down, Steve. I want to see. All right, wait, wait a second. Uh, no, do not proceed. Let it's me... two words. I yeah. will give you that. Let me play it again. Right. This is the case. Reset it. Oh, I, I can't. I can't do it. Sorry. Here we go. Hers obstinance. Nay, nay. <laughs> no. No. Oh, it's I not thought I had it. Steve. Nope. Uh, do you have a guess, Dusty? Not at all. Not at all? Play it again. <laughs> One more time. Here we go. Here's obstinance. Nay, nay. <laughs> nay, nay. <laughs> One more time. Here's obstinance. Nay, nay. I'm going to give him a clue. Okay. Social distancing. That's incorrect. That's what I guessed. But I'll give you a clue. Okay. It's a product. Oh. Do it again. Here we go. Hers obstinance. I don't know. It's something you should be using. Hers obstinance. Oh. What type of dene do you use? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, Dusty. We got to let you go. Okay. Is anybody I, getting I, it? I have it now. No, nobody's getting it. All right. So, well, we, yeah, a couple of people are getting it. All right. It. Wait one second. Before you proceed, let me just make sure so we can determine. Today. It, it's today, but it's it's which. Uh, uh, um, Steve's writing down his answer. So, hang on a second here. Let's see it. Yep. Yeah. That's Steve, right. show me. Let me see. Show the camera. All right. Yeah. Let's, well, that's what I thought, but I still don't hear it. Let's go to let's go to Stacy. Hi, Stacy. For you. What? She said F you. How are you? How are you? F you. Yes, F you. Do you uh do you need to hear it? I don't think so. I think it's hand sanitizer. Uh well, I think you're right. Yes. What do you want? Here, here it is. Before we tell you your prize, here, here's how it was again. Here's obstinance. Nay, nay. And then here it is. Just... When we play that backwards, it sounds like this. And it's it's That's good. Here's the deal. And here's the conundrum on this, Preston. H backwards is... Yeah. is and it's a hard one to get. Yes, it's... It's, it's, like, it's, it's like Kathy when Bill walks into the room. <laughs> it's a gasp. He's here. He's He's here. Because you can't do that and then you can't breathe in and then speak out. Right. It's, it's really weird. So it's hard to do. Right. So like it's breaking up. Yeah. And it's then it's your abstinence. The hardest part was hand, actually. Yeah. Hand because hand <laughs> would be nah, nah, nah. all right. So we got a winner. Uh, let's and try. Let's <laughs> remember this all came from. Uh, wait a second, it's not working. Oh, no, oh, I got to turn it up. It all came from this. Dream job. Dream <laughs> job. You guys job. remember that was Blink One Eighty Two? Was that what that was from, Nick? It was yeah, a, yeah. It was a Blink One Eighty Two <sighs> record, and they they called it Bojmir. Yes. Like, what the hell does Bojmir mean? Dream job. <laughs> all right. So uh, Kevin's on the light. Hey, Kim, Kevin, are you there? No. <laughs> All right, this one was hard. In fact, Casey, is this one you had to do? This is the one that I did. Yeah, so we, you're gonna, the voices switch because I couldn't pull this off. All I right. tried, and then Casey stepped up and knocked it out. The man. All right, so hitter. Kevin, listen closely. This, these are these are two words, and we'll give you a clue if we have to. You'll get two guesses. You ready? Yeah. All right, here we go, Kevin. Eliush. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, All right, one more time. I'll, I'll play it again. Here we go. 
Erp Eliust. Now remember, this is something that uh, that has been said a lot over and over with with news stories lately. Hit me again. One more time. Erp Eliust. Oh man. Hi. Kathy's nipples are brown. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry. I mean, that's correct, yeah. but not for the contest. Governor Wolf begins every... All right, uh, Kathy, too many words. Uh, Kathy's nipples are still brown. <laughs> All right, Kevin, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Yes. In most places, you can only buy this in a limited amount. Let me play it again. Paper towels? No. Uh, you're so on the right path. You're so hot. incorrect, and you're so hot. <laughs> Sorry, dude. So hot. Uh, let me go to, to Drew. Now, Drew's heard the clue now, so he gets to see yes, it. No, hey, Drew. Just like a Romy says. Uh, uh, Drew, do you want to guess at that? Uh, toilet paper. Toilet paper. He's right. Yeah. He does get an unfair advantage. I'm sorry, but we want to give prizes away. We so. do. We want you to be happy. Uh, so we're in going these troubling times. We're gonna. Oh, let's play this for it. You ready? Uh, uh, yeah, here, yeah. here. This was Casey doing it. Truly, <laughs> it's, it's a hard, hard one. It's a, yeah. It's not as easy as rim job. Paper was was the hard part to do. Truly, truly, Excuse me. Where's that toilet paper? Truly, I just I experienced a, a messy rim job. Rim job. Truly, what did you just get a rim job? <laughs> Doesn't he sound like Stephen Hawking? He does. Yeah. Your mouth does not want to do the no. things that it needs to do. It doesn't want to make the sounds that needs to be made. Well, you're yeah. also dealing with an inhale and exhale situation and yeah. how, yeah. How, how sounds are made. And that's that's difficult to reverse. When we set it forward, because uh, what... Um, Eliost. The, um... Eliost? Yes, I'd like some Eliost with a bit of cheese on top. Eliost. <laughs> Well, that was a hard thing. Oh, to say. Was El- Elio's was because I was trying to, and when I heard it, I was like, okay, it sounds like Elio's Pizza. And I couldn't even say Elio's, even yeah. though I said it. Sounds like a, yeah. It sounds and like he, a hockey player's name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. We're going to try another one. We're going to go to Bob. Hey, Bob. 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 Say what? Oh, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot. <laughs> I'm going to shoot. All right. This is another one. And remember, this is called pandemic schmandemic. So these are all words or phrases that have to do with the pandemic and the world that we are living in. Are you ready to hear this one? I'm ready. Shoot. This is a difficult one. Here we go. Yep. Listen closely. Nice neon divwook. <laughs> I'll play, I'll play it a couple more times. You, you get one guess with no help, and then I will give you a clue if you don't get it. Here we go, Bob. Nice neon divwook. By the way, if you have recording capabilities at home, try this today. It is so much fun. One more time. One more time, Bob. Here we go. Nice neon divwook. Social distancing. No, it is not social distancing. What is it We're hearing quite a bit. Um, okay. This is wow. How what's what's a good clue? I didn't think of clues ahead of time. I apologize. Me, for this. Me, well, it's it's a t- so play it one uh, more here, time. Here you go. Uh, no, I'll give you this. 
One of these words is a number. All right. Um, Let me play it again for you. Listen closely. Nice Nian Divwook. It's two words. Yes, Steve got it right. It's two words. One of these words is a number. I'll play it again. Nice Nian Divwook. COVID-19. Bob got it. All right, let me play it. Hang on, Bob. I'll put you on hold. Uh, I'll play it again the way you've heard it. Nice Nian Divwook. And then Casey, here's the other one. COVID-19. That's the best example of it being played backwards, forwards, and sounding right. Okay. COVID-19. Yeah, you nailed it. COVID-19. The next one I think is the best one. I think I got COVID-19. COVID-19. Frame job. You should have seen us in here creating oh this God. yesterday. We were cracking up. We, and every time one would we'd get it right, we'd be like, ah, yes. <laughs> Where are y'all going? I mean. He is saying that. That's, that's not even reverse. That is yeah. him saying that. That is so funny sounding. Nice Nian Divwook. Nice Nian Divwook. And I was writing it out phonetically, yeah, phonetically these gibberish words. Somebody says, say, Psy Name Cuff and reverse it. No, I'm not going to say Psy Name Cuff. I have an idea what cuff is. Oh. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> Yeah, we were born yesterday, Mr. Michael Hunt. We'll have to do that another time. All right, let's get another caller. It's uh, John. Hey, John. Hey, you crumb bum bitches. Uh, crumb bum bitches. All right, we're going to try another one. Pandemic Schmandemic. That's the name of the game. I'm going to play this for you. It is one word, and we'll see if you can guess without a clue. If not, we'll give you a second shot. Here is the word. Listen closely, John. On a rock. It's a short one. Ooh. Let me play that again. Here we go, John. On a rock. All right. And you also have to get the inflections right, too, which is not just the pronunciations of the words. I would go with just the ap- actual, the the auditory experience and try to replicate that without even thinking of the word, just to mimic. And I think that's what you're probably doing. Uh, is this it? Um, yeah. Yeah, Steve, you're nailing them. All right. Let me give it to you one more time. Here we go. On a rock. All right, John, you got a yeah, guess? Is it Corona? He got it on the first oh, show. Yeah. Hang on a moment, John. So let's hear how this turned out when we play it uh, the other way. Here we go. Corona. There you go. Right? Not <laughs> bad. Excellent. Pretty solid one. Corona. I mean, if you listen to what he did, he had to make like a sound yeah. to get the k sound, which yep. is weird, right? So here's well, the, yeah, think about the reverse. Yeah, on a rock, and I had to go rock. It's almost like. Some of it's like Yiddish. Yes. Uh, where there's like chus and stuff like that. Is that the like big that. secret of Yiddish that it's just people talking? It's like, just people talking about it. The uh, uh, top, uh, um, uh, God, um, uh, top secret. Yes. Swedish is just yeah. English backwards. They do that whole yeah, thing yeah. backwards. They're sounds like right. Uh, but there, there are little sounds that you have to make that aren't normal in, in English, uh, in the English language. Okay, so how many more of these do we have? Uh, I think we have two. Okay, two more. Uh, Let's go to Roy. Hey, Roy. Hey, how are you? Good, Roy. You ready to try this game out? 
sure. You're the first three. All right, good. Words or phrases that have been used a lot lately. Here is the clip, me saying it phonetically backwards. Here we go. Knessnessed or shos. Okay. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, pl- I'll play that again, Roy. Here we go. It's a phrase. It's two it's words. Distancing. It is. Yeah. 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 You got it. All right, hang Once on. Once you got it, you got it. Let me play that again as it is, and then I'll play it forward for you. Knessnessed or shus. All right, Casey, this is a hard one. Here we go. Social distancing. How about that? I, I got social pretty solid, but the distancing part was was difficult. Social distancing. All right, so we have one more. One more. And we are going to go to uh, Caleb for the last one. Hey, Caleb. Hey, how you doing? Good. All right, Caleb, you get the gist of the game here? I do. Pandemic schmandemic. This is one word that I'm going to play for you. It's been said a lot lately. Listen closely. Here we go. It's a short one. Let me try that one more time. Ooh. I had to add a little <laughs> on the end there. Yeah. One more time. Here we go. <laughs> if you were to guess without any hint, what would your buddy say who's talking in the background? Right no. What do you think it is? Uh, uh, can I get a clue? No. Not guess yet. first, and then uh, then I'll give you a clue if you get it wrong. Okay. Hand soap? No, not hand soap. It's one word. <laughs> one word. One word. Okay. <laughs> uh... Let's see. How do I? Uh, what's a good way to? Let me play this again real quick while I'm thinking of the uh, the clue. Anish Um I'm having tr- trouble with this one. It's what most people are supposed to be under now. A roof. Oh, uh, quarantine. He's right. <laughs> Pretty big clue, but that's uh, a tough one. Yeah. That means Caleb wins. Listen closely. This is it again. <laughs> and then we'll play that uh, forward. Here we go. Quarantine. 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 Great job. One more time. Quarantine. 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 That worked out great. Yep. Uh, And we still have more. And, uh, you know, we'll do it again, but next time, we figured it would be timely to use uh, the words that we're hearing a lot right now, but... Uh, next time we'll do some a little more nonsense and, and have some fun. With well, it. yeah, the good part was that you had sort of a, a category to sort of stay within that yeah. realm. So I think that does help. Yeah, absolutely. We'll take a break. Make sure you stay with us. We will return shortly. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest uh, we're going to talk to, actually, he's got a, a new podcast. Uh, it's yeah. called Daddy Issues with Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson, and we're definitely going to ask him about that. We got a lot, and, and we found out he watched Tiger King, so we got to talk about that, too. But uh, I grew up in St. Louis listening to his uh, his father, Jack Buck, uh, call the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals uh, and some momentous moments in my life, especially in 1982. 
Uh, but uh, but I've never had a chance to talk to Joe, so I'm excited about yeah. it. Let's welcome Mr. Joe Buck to yeah. the program this morning. Joe, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are we all doing today? We're, we're living, man. We're doing okay. How about yourself? Yeah, it's, uh, well, let me let me just describe it for you. I'm right. up at about 6.30 with uh, almost two-year-old twin boys. I'm about to have my 51st birthday. You do the math. It's not that fun. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's a recipe for uh, insanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I used to think the movie Groundhog Day was funny. Now it's a tragedy. <laughs> it's the same thing every day. But it, I mean, it is great. And my daughters who are older, twenty three and twenty, they're back home in St. Louis. So it's good to have everybody back together. Terrible under the circumstances, but everybody's doing their their little part to try and slow this thing down, which is just crazy right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. Hey, Joe, I want, I want to go ahead and, and uh, uh, address the elephant in the room. We're, we're the number one uh, morning show in Philadelphia, so we got a lot of people that tune in. Um, and there, there are a lot of people that have, and listen, it's the nature of your business and what you do on a national level, but there are a lot of people sure. in Philadelphia that have you issues. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like you. I, I like it. you. I, I grew up listening to your dad. I, I try and, and, and Philly is not, I've been here 25 years, but it's not where uh, I grew up and, and learned to, uh, an attachment to the, to the teams that I love. Um, so I, I also can watch Philly sports with a grain of, of salt and, and with my, uh, my ears tuned a little bit differently. Um, but when people grow up listening to their hometown announcers, hear national announcers calling a game and, and saying things that might be critical of their hometown team, it goes down a little bit tough. And Philly takes things a little bit personally, you know? Um, right. No, I've, I've noticed that. Over <laughs> you, have, you caught that here and there? Fleeting glimpses, did you catch? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sitting in a. Uh, I've been in a diner um, on multiple times in Philadelphia, or by a glass window, and somebody will walk by on the street in Philly, notice it's me, stop, turn around, come back, and then motion something to me. I won't say what. Flip you the bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Yeah, you're right. The way you said it is is true. My dad got that kind of stuff when he did it nationally for. I think it's more of a baseball thing, but when he did it nationally for CBS with yeah. uh, McCarver back in 90 and 91, and before right. him it was Scully, but I'm the only guy to ever call the World Series in the age of social media, nationally yeah. at least, and it's it's not a fun position to be in if you try to make everybody love you, because you can't, you're right, when mm-hmm. you... When a Philly fan listens to baseball all season long, you listen to Philly announcers, and they have the same rooting interest. And if somebody hits a home run against them, they're pissed off. And if somebody from Philadelphia hits a home run, they're pulling a groin call on the home run because it's the most exciting thing in the world. And then we show up, I show up, and I have to get excited for both teams, and therefore it pisses off the fans in both cities. And I think some of that stuff carries over the football but i'll get finished with a series uh whether it's phillies dodgers back in the day and everybody in la is one million percent guaranteed no doubt about it joe buck hates the dodgers he okay. loves the phillies and then vice versa it's just you can't you can't win that battle yeah. okay so so that was what i was going to ask is you know your story is the same in every city then uh it's just uh you know you, you take uh, joe buck out of philadelphia and you put him in cincinnati and uh and he's going to be treated the same way 
or uh, are we a little harsher? Uh, no, no, I no. In <laughs> fact, I'll address that in a second. But I, people in St. Louis are convinced that I hate the Cardinals <laughs> that I root against them because when I do them in a national game. They want me to be my dad and to do the go crazy folks, go crazy Ozzie Smith home run call. And that's, and, and yeah, I will, but I also have to get excited for the other team and, and it makes people here mad. Well, it's, it's, it's the definition of damned if you do and damned if you don't, but it is, it's the complexion of what you're doing on a national level that is, that is going to always cause that split. And you've sort of illuminated that a little bit more because yeah, I mean, but it makes sense. You are so accustomed to hearing a more uh, um, uh, cheering section approach to your local team from your local broadcasters. And by nature, the guy who's seeming even a little bit neutral is going to come across as being antagonistic, and that's forever going to be your situation. Yeah, and and believe me, I've done both. You know, I've been the Cardinals' everyday announcer, and when you are, you don't care – about the other team, really. You're doing the whole game from St. Louis's perspective. Whenever somebody hits a home run, I can choose as a national broadcaster or a local guy. Do I talk about the pitch and it was a bad pitch, or do I talk about how unbelievable the swing was? If if somebody, there's always one of two ways to go, and when you do the local, it's always one-sided. In fact, directors have talked to me about it. When they shoot a game for the local package, it's totally different than when they shoot a game for a national package, because you really are more balanced. You do local, it's all in one dugout. It's all in one bullpen. It's all one storyline. And and so I get it. I mean, I'm a blues fan in hockey. It's the one sport I can root for. It's the one team I can root for because I'm from here. been a season ticket holder. They won the Stanley Cup last year. And, as, and for as much as I admire the work of Doc Emmerich and as, as close as I am as a friend with Kenny Albert, I wanted the Blues announcers calling the games when they mattered the most because that's who I listened to all year. And I know that they want the same thing I want, which is for the Blues to win and the other team to lose. So it's just <laughs> yeah. that's just the way it is. Yeah. And uh, you can't win, so it's either put up with it or don't do the job. And I'd rather just put up with it. And, and people in Philly are great, by the way. As I've said before, whenever I'm in town – People could not be nicer, and they come up and say, and they'll give you trouble, but they'll also pat you on the back and oh, I, I like the job you do and whatever. And and they, you know, once you talk to them for two minutes and they understand who you are as a person, right? And that it, it isn't ever personal. And I don't care who wins; I just want to see a great game. Yeah, uh, it, it goes away immediately. So it's people in Philly are awesome. I, I love people in the Northeast, Philly, Boston, New York, whatever. They're yeah. they're good, good souled people. Hey Joe, I um. I- so I, I want to talk to you about football real quick, and I know there's other things that we want to talk about, but and I will probably get a few emails, uh, you know, calling me out on this. But listen, I, I've come around on you myself, and I think you know hatred and all that sort of stuff is, is a learned thing, and I think maybe I was um, not giving you uh, the benefit benefit of the doubt. Here's the deal: you and Troy Aikman are the number one Fox team. I don't know if you agree with that or if that's, but you guys are the best announcer and color commentator that Fox has to offer when it comes to football. And I think what really brought me around on you um, was listening to your call of the Saints-Vikings playoff game with the improbable Stefan Diggs touchdown catch to win the game in the in the closing seconds. That they, they weren't supposed to win that game. And what you did during that call is you let the play on the field speak for itself, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I, and that 
but that's what I've, I've that's what I always tried to do. And sometimes people take it as indifference or he doesn't care or he's not excited enough. I'd rather just let the action carry itself. I don't need I don't do these things for my own highlight reel. I do them because I, I love being at the game and I, I try to be true to the moment, let the crowd carry the action. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I, again, you guys, you and Troy are the and believe me, it pains me because Troy Aikman was a quarterback for the Cowboys, and I'm a lifelong Eagles fan, and, and he burned the Cowboys many, I mean, burned the Eagles many, many times, and it pains me that he, and, and, and also um, uh, Tony Romo, as a Cullen commentator, is really, really good. So, um, you know, I'm trying to be as, as objective as possible. When, you, you, you know, you, well, you're, yeah. you're growing as a person. There you go. Well, in, as far as Philly's concerned in Troy's life, he will tell you that no team beat him more senseless than the Philadelphia Eagles defense. And and whether it was Reggie White back in the day, Jerome Brown, those guys would ragdoll him. And there were there were games I don't I don't know what the total was. I think he got sacked eight or nine times in one game against Philadelphia. So he feels the same way. Yeah. And, and forever <laughs> I would say the coach he was closest to, and he damn near came back and played after he retired and was he was in the booth with me, got a call at halftime the game we were doing late in San Diego, and it was Andy Reid on the other line when Donovan McNabb got hurt, and he was he wanted to play for Andy Reid. He loved Andy Reid. So anytime we went to Philly and we were there a ton or doing an Eagles game on the road, wherever they were, uh, we enjoyed the hell out of it because Andy was great to us, and uh, all that stuff came full circle in this last Super Bowl when when he and the Chiefs won it, and we were sitting there calling it. So it's it's never personal, and it's never ever rooting against or for another team. We just don't care or even think like that. Right, uh, Joe. This is Nick. I'm, I'm actually broadcasting from home, uh, so I wanted to ask you two questions, and then uh, and then I'll let the rest of the crew handle it. But first, I want to uh, ask you about all the Twitter um, things that you've been calling over the last couple of weeks because they're hilarious, and, and if you have a personal favorite. And then secondly, I wanted to ask you uh, about your love of Pearl Jam, and then you've been able to hang out with Eddie Vedder a few times, and, and if you've heard the new album, what do you think about that? I love the new album. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I got it early, and, and you could only get one song, and the second song filtered in, and uh, I just kind of listened through it a couple times the other day. And love it. I actually met Eddie in Philly. Uh, ah. I think it was 08. Mm-hmm. He and Pearl Jam were closing down the Spectrum. Yeah, it was 2009. Yeah, it was 2009. Yeah, they 2009. were across the, yeah. the street at the Spectrum. Was, yeah, yeah. so it was, it was October then of, of 09, and I, I was getting off the elevator. <laughs> we were staying at the same hotel, and he was getting on, and he's just a, a crazy sports fan. Yeah, and so baseball. while I was speechless you know seeing him uh you know he he all he wanted to do was talk about baseball and we both have two daughters and we start we just hit it off and then i hung out with him one time after he played in st louis and and we've just remained really good friends so i yeah i i love pearl jam but i I love him as a person I've, i've had him in the booth many times and i've called games especially in seattle and it doesn't matter who is on our crew what role they play Eddie is all in. Like, he wants to know, you know, everybody's name. He remembers their name. He asks them about what they're doing that day. He's just a big, genuinely good person, big-hearted guy that 
man, I, I just I think the world to him. That's cool. I mean, you've you've traveled all the, all over the world. You've crossed paths with a lot of celebrities. Have you ever met Joe Exotic in your life? <laughs> Man, I can't tell you how badly I want to be. Somehow I missed that whole uh, that whole thing. I, you know, before watching that that series, uh, I I thought I had a pretty good handle of the types of people, the different types that walk the earth yeah. every day. <laughs> I have no idea what's out there. I have literally no idea uh, who is in this country and what they're doing. I mean, the just the the sheer number of tigers at times in certain shots. I'm like, what in the hell is happening? And the fact that he is passing off those songs as him actually yes. singing them. <laughs> yeah, Joe, we were talking about the fact he talks like this. And, he talks like this, yeah. and all of a sudden he's singing like this. <laughs> now, yeah, we know all the Jim oh. Neighbors used to do an affectation, and that was part of the deal. However, oh. this is clearly uh, uh, you know, an, an amazing thing that here you have these people this this wide array of 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 um, misfits, and again, I, I, we were saying earlier that it's on the level of a Shakespearean story. David Lynch could not write a script as effed up as what's been happening apparently in the off-road tiger attraction community for years. It's just it's, and you try to tell people because President and I freely admit we're not the kind of jump on bandwagons for stuff like this. Yeah. This show is just defies description. It does, and and the minute you know you think it's reached its depth of <laughs> like this crazy depth of weirdness, uh, it goes even weirder. And you know this guy's the guy in jail. And I have to tell you, of all the people I met, quote unquote, through this series, he was the least one of the least offensive to me <laughs> of of everybody that that I saw. So I mean, how you could do the same documentary for. It would have a different feel to it for Doc. Mm -hmm. You could do the same Doc Antle or whatever the hell his name is. Yes, for, for and Carol. Carol, I mean, you know, hey there, all you. What, what's her cool name? Cat, <laughs> cool cats and kittens. She, she, cool cats and kittens. You guys should start every day like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> she killed, everyone believes she killed her husband and fed him to a tiger. Oh. Uh, but there's it's, it's one right after another, but it, but it is addictive. Um, I, I wanted to also ask you, because Nick had pointed out the question, uh, your quarantine uh, calls with Joe Buck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, getting, yeah, those are great, Joe. Getting a, a ton of stuff in there. They're great. If you just go to uh, your, your social media, and obviously you have you have them up. Uh, but the question keeps coming up, and I know you have to keep answering it. Are people literally submitting uh, sex videos for you to do color commentary for? No, I mentioned that on a St. Louis station a couple mornings ago, and it was just, it was, no, it was not a okay. sex oh. video. Uh, it was like two people crawling on each other, but uh, it was nothing that was going to make anybody famous. All right. Say that. <laughs> okay. uh, and so, no, I believe me, I, I would probably just keep that to myself. <laughs> And, and not uh, reveal that. Um, and, and may someday, maybe I've already done play-by-play -play of a sex video or two, and I'm just waiting for the right time to spring it onto the world. There you hey, go. You know what? I, 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 this is probably not the case, but since we have Joe on the line here, Joe, I d you, you'd mentioned a, a, a local radio station there. I did work in St. Louis radio, and you and I are roughly the same age. And do you think he ever... Do you think he ever oh listened to me? I used to. I used to have a different name. I worked on it, at the time as WKBQ Q one hundred six point five. Um, yeah, oh god, yeah. Yeah, the sure. top forty station. I went by the name. Yeah. Ken, I went by the name Kenny Knight. Does that <laughs> ring a bell at all? Uh, no. Oh. Was there a Kenny Knight in? Uh, 
Joe the Tiger King? <laughs> no. Well, maybe. Have you ever been a character? Do you ever remember seeing a a cover band? Uh, no, called, he wouldn't have seen the image. Called the image? The no, no. But the I, image, I used to... uh, yeah, you guys were awesome. Thank you. <laughs> no, I used to I used to do middays. I would come on after the Stephen DC show. So uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, those. Uh, yeah, I haven't thought of Stephen DC in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so all right. I was yeah. Just well, curious. my sister, my sister was at Y ninety eight. Yeah. Forever with guys. Phillips, and now she's on AM radio here in St. Louis. So, yeah, it's just a big incestuous. uh, It it is kind of unbelievable how the same names and the same people just keep popping up at different radio stations. It's true. Three three months. Yeah. Hey, so uh, with you doing a podcast, um, what's it? You have the first episode uh, coming out tomorrow? Yeah, it's called Daddy Issues with Oliver Hudson. I mean, my daddy issues are, I think, a little bit more... Benign. I mean, I was really close with my dad. He was my best friend. But it, it was, I still to this day think of myself as like a little kid in this business. And, and I only got in because of my famous dad. And, and when I started, there's no doubt that was the only way and the only reason why I got in. I've tried to work hard since. But for Oliver, he's Kate Hudson's older brother. Yeah. He's Goldie Hawn's son. He's Kurt Russell's stepson. Now Wyatt Russell's older brother. And so he's lugging all this baggage around. We're we're really close friends, and it's it's probably a side of me that has never been seen publicly before. So oh. I, I think there's value in it. He's a, I, I don't he's think a the world guy. needs another podcast. Yeah. Well, he's he's go ahead. Yeah, he's a super talented guy. And and the the, uh, the, the but I mean to that point, I mean you know I, I think at some point it's been rightly said that you know we're we're all always attempting to make our, our, our dads proud in some level or another and, and, and you know, li- live in the, uh, you know, you're always sort of in some way living in the shadow of. So it's 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 something that informs a lot of how our uh, lives turn out. So I assume that's a lot of what you're going to go into, correct? It is. And I, I think, you know, it, it is your typical podcast and that it, it'll be driven by he and I talking about what's going on in the world around us. But you do definitely carry forward what you experienced as a kid uh, with regard to your parents. And, and for Ollie, his his real dad, one of the Hudson brothers, uh, walked out when he was uh, between 11 and 12 years old. And then Kurt came into his life uh, and really kind of took control of, of what Oliver was doing. But yeah, I, I think we all, doesn't matter what you do for a living, uh, I think we all carry that stuff forward and we're dads ourselves i mean i've got kids that are 23 20 and then twin boys that are almost two and and he's got uh three kids that are right in the middle of all that so there's plenty to talk about we'll have good guests vetters coming on so that'll ah, be fun nice and, uh, and he's got his own daddy issues so yeah. we'll we'll uh we'll get into some of that stuff with him too so just a, qu- a quick thing obviously everything is fluid we don't know how everything's going to play out but um, we assume you have at least a little bit of insight into how you think uh, once the gears of professional sports start are turning again, uh, what do you think's the first situation we're going to see? Are we going to see um, games played um, audienceless? Um, you know, how, what what do you see happening? Is dive first? right into the playoffs? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think NBA and NHL. Their hope right now is to dive right. You train for a week. Uh, I know in the NHL, train for a week and then jump into the playoffs, expand them just a little bit and just go right at it whenever that happens. And I think, yeah, to answer your other question, I think it'll be without fans uh, in the seat. Um, And then baseball, 
uh, I talked to one of the cardinal owners the other day. I've talked to people in my network. They are they would take July first right now and run, and and I think it it could be very much the same with with no fans initially, be about half a season. I think that's the that's the ultimate dream and and the best case, and then they'll adjust from there. And and the NFL came out yesterday and said we're going full on with with normal crowds and all that. I just don't know how you can make a proclamation at this point when we just don't know. We, we uh, how don't. long this is going to be. No, and the, and the next couple of weeks, as we know, will be telling. And obviously the efforts of people, as you said at the beginning, you know, just staying home and, and doing what you need to do and adhering to the rules will, will really govern how things turn out. Uh, but the one thing, and again, I always say this over and over again, there's no not an expert in the world that says this is eternal. This will eventually end and, and we'll come out of it on the other side. So, And I think one of the things that really telegraphs to people that there's normalcy and we're returning to things as normal is sports. It's, it's, it's the great, you know, the great diversion, the great outlet. I, I think back to 2001 and 9-11 and, and getting back into stadiums and how weird that felt. And then after you got back into it, you know, that postseason uh, was was really special. And I think uh, baseball played its role that it's played many times in our country's history where it, it was the national pastime in a good way. And, and it was a diversion for a really scary, awful situation that happened in multiple places. And I think it will be again. I mean, I, you know, not everybody's a sports fan, and, and I get that. But I, I think everybody can pretty much agree that it does have a serious role in American life, and I'm with you. I think when, when it gets back to somewhat normal and we see these games happening again, everybody will, will have a big exhale and know that we're on the road to recovery. So I, I think sports will play a role in that, and I'm excited to be a small, small, small part of that. Agreed. And as a, a baseball announcer for a, n- a number of years, I'm sure you've heard you know people talking about how can we get the viewers back to baseball, and I think a pandemic is perhaps a, a way to do that, to eliminate crowds in the stadiums, and then that way TV viewership will be up, Do you? don't you think? Oh, I, yeah. I, I think once this stuff starts up again, whenever that is, and it could be a mad crush of multiple sports coming together at once. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as we've all sat here and kind of taken a time out and actually having family dinners and walks and all these other things that are going on, you know, maybe it lends itself to kind of the slower paced baseball uh, game that that happens these days. I, I think I do. I think viewership will be up uh, for all these sports once they once they kick back in. And uh, real quick, because I was at this game, so I didn't hear you call it. I, I assume you were the one who called the uh, the Vikings Eagles NFC Championship game. Uh, yeah, the blowout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I've been going to Eagles games for as long as I can remember, and. When Patrick Robinson intercepted that pass and, and took it back for a touchdown, it was the absolute loudest I've ever heard a stadium ever, ever, ever. And uh, I don't know if you can recall, because you've called so many games, uh, if you actually recall that play and, and how loud that stadium had, had gotten at that point. Those are the one. Yes, I do. And those are the ones that are kind of they make their mark in your ear. First of all, I'm trying to scream to get above it. And I hear a lot of I, when I do a game, I want the crowd noise as loud as I can stand it in my headset mm-hmm. so that I don't over talk. And then when when an outdoor stadium makes that much noise, it's breathtaking when you're sitting there and you're listening to the mix go through your headphones and then out into TVs. And, and I absolutely remember that and then i absolutely remember thinking man this is going to be an absolute freaking blowout and the rating's going to suck and we're going to have to uh, 
spin plates up here to try and uh, make it interesting. Yeah. yeah, no, that, of course, that's yeah. a consideration. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as uh, after uh, as we wrap up the interview, I just want to remind uh, our listeners right now that, that Joe Buck has called, uh, it's my favorite football call of all time, and we'll play it as, you, uh, you know, uh, we say goodbye to you, but uh, you were the one who called when Deshaun Jackson took the punt back against the Giants a few years back to win the game yeah. as, as the clock and, was... And let me, yeah. let me lead to it, because if, if, if for all of the, uh, oh, that guy hates the Eagles, <laughs> listen, listen to this call, and uh-huh. remember I'm doing it nationally, so everybody, every Giants fan is going, that guy sucks, he hates the Giants. <laughs> Just listen to this, and you tell me that I sound like I hate or am rooting against the Eagles somehow. All right, all right. Uh, uh, hey, by the way, we really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah. I know that Casey reached out for you, got some stuff for you. Random uh, inquiry, and uh, it's cool. And we we love the quarantine videos. That's uh, that's what set it off. And your uh, you know your commentary for these home videos was just hilarious. And we thought it'd be a great opportunity to get you on. And we appreciate you agreeing to do that. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. And, and like I said, I have twin boys that are crying in the other room right now. I can hear them. So if you want to do another couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'll, I'll let you know, Joe, that the, the text messages in the span of the 20-some-odd minutes we've been on the uh, on the call here have taken a decidedly different tone, and things are swinging towards a positive. So. <laughs> oh, good. Well, hey, even Joe Exotic got 19% of the votes. <laughs> That's damn, right. Damn good point. In Oklahoma, you're right. 19% in this presidential bid. All right, the new podcast is called Daddy Issues with Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson. That's available uh, tomorrow. We'll make sure we post links uh, so that people around here can pick up on that. Joe, thanks a bunch, man. We appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, anytime. All right, take care. Joe Buck, and here's that play. Here we go. And it's a line drive kick. Jackson bobbles it and now has to try and recover. Deshaun Jackson gets a block. Are you kidding? Deshaun Jackson still not in and now in for the touchdown. No flags. Unbelievable. No time left. Eagles win. And there you go. Uh, my uh, my parents came over. I was watching that game at my my house. My both my 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 father was still alive at this point. They came over, and it was such a terrible game. We were losing. I mean, we, you know, yeah, we yeah. the Eagles were losing. We were down by like three touchdowns and had this improbable comeback. My parents had left at this point. My dad's like, I'm leaving, you know. And then, uh, and then that happened. I was like, I cannot. I went out front of my house and and I had a primal scream after that win. It was it was amazing. Awesome, Marissa. <laughs> I've come around on them. Ah! I'm so glad, like all of you guys, all the questions. I'm so glad you guys addressed the elephant in the room. Casey, before you suggest that I get that Deshaun call, I went back and I was listening to old Chase Utley home runs from the World Series, and it's like, Chase Utley, home run. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, oh, oh, after we were coming from like Harry Callis's, like, yeah. Chase Utley, you are But he, 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 he uh, really yes. illuminated a valid point, yeah. which is he is forever... Whatever the whatever the local audience is perceiving, uh, is they're going to hate 
the way he approaches it. I, I recommended it to you guys before, but Brockmire, he is hilarious. He is a character of himself on that show. Oh, Joe and, uh, is? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and he addresses that people hate him, and he's a jerk on it. Uh, he's really funny, so I was like kind of coming out around on him a little bit on that show. In fact, I talked to him before uh, he got on the air with us today, and he said, wait till you see me in season four. It, it gets funny. All right, very nice. Hilarious. Were you going to say something, Nick? Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. When you have a conversation with anybody for 20 minutes, and you can realize that uh, they're a human mm-hmm. and that they have redeeming qualities. And, you know, I, I've been a Buck fan for a long time. But even saying the name Joe Buck uh, causes some people to recoil with anger. <laughs> and, and, you know, you can't even just bring his name up without people reacting in a certain way. But all you really have to do with most people on this planet is talk to them for a little yeah. bit. And you realize, yeah, it's a decent person. Well, or you can find out you really hate somebody you thought you liked, too. Yeah. But, yes, no, I, I know what you're saying, Nick. Yeah, you got to spend some time before you... Uh, uh, rather than the surface of what you think it is. Everyone suspects that. They know the dynamics of, yeah. the, of, of the sport and the nature of the people who call the games and what they, they have to put up with. And he rightly pointed out that uh, Joe Exotic did pretty good. Uh, yeah. 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 Decent, yeah. That was great. Uh, decent turnout. And yeah. Nick, we got uh, two back-to-back texts. One says, okay, I hate him less now. And then the next one says, he can still suck it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's still trickling in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. We'll take a break. Coming back. Stay with us. I'll take Nick McElwain's birthday for 1,000, Preston. All right, your clue. This local Philadelphia phenomenon visited the Preston and Steve show to play Jeopardy, therefore fulfilling one of Nick's bucket list dreams. Hmm. Who is 16-time Jeopardy champion Ryan Long? That is correct. Hey, see who is victorious. The Daily Rush video featuring Nick and Ryan's unofficial Tournament of Champions is available now on PrestonandSteve.com. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. The Bizarre File today brought to you by Horizon Services. Say goodbye to dripping faucets, leaky pipes, and clogged drains. Horizon Services, the area's top home services team, will take care of it all the same day or it's free. Book in seconds at HorizonEasyBook.com. All right, a Missouri hunter is recovering from a wound to the back of his head after being attacked by Bobcat. Not a moose? No, not a moose. This, uh, the Why spring- don't you forget the mooses for a moment? Uh, the uh, paper reported that the hunter from Cleaver, Missouri, which I've never even heard of. Cleaver? Yeah, and I'm from Missouri, was uh, turkey hunting on Monday, the first day of turkey season. <laughs> so the hunter was using a turkey call to lure birds in. Turkey! <laughs> turkey! <laughs> <laughs> turkey! Exactly. Turkey, 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 turkey! That's the turkey call. Yeah. <laughs> he was using a turkey call. Turkey! Yeah. Turkey, turkey, turkey! And instead, the noise got the attention of a large male bobcat, which pounced on the hunter, forcing him to kill the bobcat. Bobcat! Yeah, so th- I think he said bobcat by accident. <laughs> bobcat response. Bob! Uh, Cat! So, the a conservation agent uh, wrote in his report that the hunter felt a crash on his shoulder and head as if he was being attacked. The hunter fought it off and then shot the bobcat. Uh, the hunter declined to be interviewed, saying that he had received backlash on social media for killing the bobcat and posting photos of the dead bobcat on his Facebook page. Uh, the post has since been removed. Well, he... He would not have uh, killed the bobcat were it not attacked. No, him. and and he did the right thing, yeah. and he immediately called the department and reported that he had killed a bobcat. But right. people just didn't like the idea that they're he's posting pictures of a dead cat anyway. It, it, well, listen, you know, I'm a, I'm, 
we're all animal people, but it, it is something wild. And, and and that's the way they attack. They jump. They attacked him. Yeah, on the back of his neck. Yeah. With all the layers of the story, the thing that stood out to me most was that turkey season's in April and not November, like around Thanksgiving time. I just assumed. I hate when turkeys take <laughs> selfies and they leave a whole bunch of stuff in the picture behind them. I know. Me it, too. It's, you know, look at how cluttery that is. And you even consider your surroundings. All right, in Oklahoma, the reported sighting of an animal that looked like a mountain lion had residents on edge Thursday night. Was it, in fact, a mountain lion? No, and listen to this. You're going to love this, Steve. A photo of the animal reportedly seen was shared on social media, prompting police to search for the animal, even sending the police helicopter up in the air to assist. Officials with the Department of Wildlife Conservation said <laughs> the animal spotted Thursday night was not a mountain lion. Officials said game wardens at the scene were able to investigate the photo and evidence to pass along to the department's biologists. From further analysts, they were confirming the animal was a typical house cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> that appeared large due to the topography and angle of the photo. Oh, my so God. So it God. just looked it was a cat. It, it was a standard, like, tabby. But the way that it was taken made it appear as if it was large, and they they, they called out the helicopter. That's team. too funny. So it was pretty classic. Now we have some big cats, but no bobcat size. Uh, there is legal. There's legal precedent, and then there's Monty Python, and the two overlapped this week when a BC British Columbia small claims court sided with a Salt Spring Island resident who sued another man for allegedly selling him a defective parrot. My parrot's broken. Michael Davies said he noticed the parrot, Tiberius, was missing a few tail feathers when he bought it, uh, but was told the bird was only molting and had clipped wings, but was otherwise healthy. I assume you'll send its head along at some point. But to paraphrase one of the British comedy troupe's most beloved sketches, the plumage didn't enter into it. <laughs> Tiberius should have had a life expectancy of up to 40 years. Yeah. Davies soon learned that he had a fatal disease and, in fact, faced the prospect of becoming an ex-parrot in just a fraction of that time, uh, the tribunal member, Julie Gibson, wrote, I find that there was an implied warranty in the party's contract that Tiberius would be healthy for at least six months. Well, you think they're going to live. Instead, Tiberius became very ill within weeks of the applicant's purchase. So, yes, he should have been upfront about all of that. How much does an average parrot cost? I bet they're pretty damn expensive. I like, couldn't tell you. Even the little suckers? Um, yeah, maybe, man. I mean, I don't know. Uh, some of the some of the more pretty ones are are not yeah. even the really that big, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I've uh, never. I've we've always had cats, so having yeah. you know, it seems wrong. it's tough to have both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever have a bird? I did. Yeah, I had a cockatiel, so and, I had, and I had I had finches as well. Yeah, okay. I went through a bird phase. Which is a pain in the ass. They are so much work, well, are they not? They are. They make a mess like you would not believe, and not just the crap. I mean, they they their food flies everywhere. And, and don't they suffer like depression and things like that? Possibly, I guess. I'm not really sure. Uh, Steve, we're looking at anywhere from you know, a couple hundred bucks to two thousand dollars. So that's so. The, the couple hundred is probably the ones with the terminal illness. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I. This is pretty wild. In the terminal illness bin over there, they're pretty cheap. From the purple streak in the, in her hair to the holographic shoes she wears, a Chicago astronomer says, Middleton-based doll maker, American Girl. You know American Girl. Do I ever? I bought some for my niece. Stole her likeness and adapted her name to create a popular astronaut doll. Lucianne Walkowitz. That's hey, the name of the astronaut doll? Yeah. Well, that's the name of the astronaut. 
uh, a Ted Senior Fellow at the Ald- uh, Adler Planetarium, who has spent much of her career with NASA's Kepler mission, is asking in a lawsuit filed late Wednesday that American Girl and its parent company, Mattel, stop selling the Luciana Vega doll, uh, which first appeared in 2018. The doll is described on American Girl's website as an aspiring astronaut ready to take the next giant leap to Mars. I mean, they clearly stole this woman's identity. You so, can see the... You, well, here's is that the, obvious? Let me explain. According to the trademark lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court, Walkowitz has lectured extensively on Mars exploration and done considerable research with the Kepler mission on the constellation Lyra, which contains Vega as its brightest star. Walkowitz has often discussed Vega, the lawsuit states. So the name of the doll is Luciana Vega, which is getting ready to take the trip to Mars. Okay. Now, during her career, the lawsuit states Walkowitz has taken on a distinctive appearance, including a purple streak on the right side of her hair and holographic shoes. The doll's dark hair also has a purple streak on the right side and holographic shoes. And they both have Yosemite Sam tattoos above their cooters. <laughs> oh, now that's left out of the story. But the lawsuit claims Rebecca Ducoupier, who is a lead designer of American Girls Girl of the Year brand, attended Walkowitz's Monetaris appearance with other American Girl employees. In 2016, the American Girl signed a deal with NASA for the space agency to consult the accuracy of American Girls dolls, and one of those NASA consultants attended a conference that year in Pittsburgh where Walkowitz was speaking. Well, this is more than just happenstance. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's clearly, uh, uh, they, she clearly has a case. Yeah, in addition to a cease and desist order uh, barring sales of the Luciana Vega doll and accessories, the lawsuit seeks unspecified compensatory, punitive, and other damages, and it also seeks the cancellation of American Girls Luciana and Luciana Vega trademarks. It might be time for an American lawyer doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. right. Lawyer doll. Uh, yep. Those things are expensive. Yes, those American are. Girl mm-hmm. dolls. And every all the things you buy to go along with and them. Their and their salons and all, their, all of that. It's yeah. what what an industry. Yeah, yeah. So but the Yosemite Sam tattoo, I did <laughs> but, not. I mean that's an obvious game. Yeah, they yeah. both Do I hate <laughs> Wait, no can idea. I tell you a quick American Girl doll story? Yeah. So my goddaughter, um, she asked for one. This was a few years ago, and I really had no idea what they were, and so I went and I looked, and I'm like, oh my god, these things are expensive. So I was like, maybe I can find like a used one on the yard sale site, and then I'm like, oh, that's lame. Like I can't give that to her for it was for Christmas. So I bought her one. I bought her the clothes. I bought her a chair. Like it, it and it cost you know a decent yeah. amount of money. I gave it to her. I find out like a month later, she goes, that thing freaked me out. I gave it away. <laughs> oh, I gave god, it away. Bitch. She said it freaked her out. I'm like, wow. you what? That's why you always get a South American doll first. There you go. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Kat, did you see that story about that florist in Bucks County who, um, I don't know if you saw that at all, but... So they they had reached... uh, The lady had ordered flowers, and, I mean, long story short, they, um... This lady was living by herself, so not only did these guys, this florist in, in Bucks County, deliver flowers, but they took it upon themselves to like bring her a whole bunch of groceries. Uh, uh, because she was an older woman uh, who lived by herself. Yeah, they paid for That's it themselves. That's what people in Bucks County do. I, well, listen, <laughs> I'm giving credit where credit is due. That's very big of you. Yes, it, it is. I I mean, I'm a big that. guy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Hamass. <laughs> Did you see the two hotels in Delaware County that had to close because of all the criminal activity? Oh, my God. Is it the executive? 
Is it the executive? Okay. It's well. It's got. I mean, hold on. I'll pull it up. No, Casey. I don't think it is. Uh, hold on. Let me just pull it up. While, while you're doing that, Kath, the, the uh, Garden Center, Casey, is called Castle Garden Center, and uh, their CastleGardenCenter.com, the one you were talking about, the florists, and that lady that they brought the food to, she didn't even need it. They just and they refused payment, uh, but they thought that she might need it. And yeah, she so, threw it away. She burned it right there. Right yeah. right yeah, she said it. I don't need it. <laughs> what do you think? You're better than me. You want it? <laughs> That's not you. <laughs> You're better. You're than better than that. <laughs> I just wanted some chrysanthemum, chrysanthemum flowers. <laughs> can't say chrysanthemum. I can't. It's difficult. Okay. A problematic at the least. Yeah. <laughs> you can say problematic. Yes. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I think it's the uh, the the ths. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what are we doing? <laughs> There's so many things I have to say. There's garden centers that are doing drive-ups uh, where you just pop your trunk and they'll they'll fill your car with the flowers. Uh, whatever, I love it. But anyway, um, the two <laughs> the two hotels you just became are, Casey <laughs> that are closing are uh, the Days Inn and the Parkway Inn on Baltimore Pike. So the original okay. story is that there was there were you said there were crimes or what was going on that was causing the the closure? Yes. Yeah, so they they said that Delaware County officials are forcing um, these two motels to close because of criminal activity. Apparently, there's been, like, a few overdoses there in oh, the past oh, okay. two weeks. And... Where in Delaware County is it? All right, so the Parkway used to be... Uh, well, it's right next to where Kitty City was, <laughs> by the way. Greenfield Township. So they're they're literally right across the street from each other. Some Kitty City. <laughs> Preston and Steve. I believe I told you this story. Maybe it was off air, but I was... So the Days Inn is right next to Best Buy. And one of the last times I was at Best is Buy... Is this to the original story? To the original okay. story. I was behind these two people in line that were shady as F. Yeah. Shady, shady, shady. And they were buying a disposable phone. And the lady was looking at me like all weird, like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, oh, you know, so I tried not to make eye contact with these people. But then sure enough, they went to the days in right afterwards and, you know, so okay, you're talking so about you, illegal activity. A lot of illegal activity being conducted out of the hotel. And I couldn't help but get this vibe that they had, like, 100 pounds of meth on them or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that. How would they, they hide that? Well, they're probably in the in the hotel room. Oh, room, I thought you yeah. said, like, on them right there at yeah. the checkout line. <laughs> no, but they had the, the you know, disposable phone. They You know, and I watched a lot of TV, Steve, and those... You're good. So as you're seeing this, do your natural law and crime-fighting instincts kick in and do your fists start to recede up into your sleeves? <laughs> Just Pre- naturally go. Preparing for hidden fists? Yeah, hidden fists, yes. It's exactly. Well, no, I, I made sure that uh, that we had, like, no contact. You know what I mean? Like, they, you, know, you know, you can spot these sh- these places. So so both have, have shut down immediately, Kathy? They, they're forcing them to shut down. They've actually suspended the operational licenses for both of the properties. It went into effect on Tuesday. Listen, they were responsible. These two motels were responsible for more than 630 emergency calls since January of 2017. Wow. Yeah. I, listen, the Parkway, I'm not really surprised. You know, I know that uh, people, when I was in high school, they would go, I mean, they would rent rooms to 16-year-old kids so they could go, you know, drink in, in these yep. hotel rooms. And that's probably illegal. The Days Inn, on the other hand, they had, I mean, they did a major reno on that one. Right. You know, I think they were trying to change the... Uh... The next time you smoke meth, consider us. Casey, that was a... Uh... 
With wonderfully appointed rooms. Lots of TVs to hurl at the walls. <laughs> Nick, you pulled up, um, uh, you, you pulled a Delco move a little bit ago, Casey. And I think we talked Continental about this on air. breakfast. <laughs> oh, no, it's the Delco move. No, Casey pulled a Delco move where he said that's it's where the Kitty City used to be. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You yeah. referred to these landmarks that used to be there. <laughs> yeah, yes, like I did. 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're being honest, Case, uh, we have those hotels in Bucks County as well. Oh, I know. Been, they yes. just haven't been shut down yet. Uh, every, every area has those hotels where you and you say, how do they stay in business? And more often than not, they're motels. Right. Yep, that's that's exactly yep. what it is. But, I mean, it was infamous for that, for, like, the, the parties and the drug overdoses and all of that. We had a place uh, growing up, and you just knew... It was in. It was nowhere near any vacation site. It was nowhere near any industrial park where you might have business people coming in. It was just there, and yet there were cars in the lot all the time. It was for you know hour hourly rates. It was for drugs. It was for you know cr- crime deals. That's what it was. Well, I just wonder, like you know, one of these hotels in, or motels in motor lodges in particular holds up a. Big chunk of I what I think prime real estate on Baltimore Pike. How do they make enough money to stay there? You know, yeah. like because I mean, even if you were to look at this parking lot, Steve, um, right here, there are no cars. We're looking at, at a, uh, an aerial shot. We're looking at area. an aerial shot. There's one car, and what do they charge? Thirty five bucks a night. Like how do they? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not. Know. I don't know either. <laughs> there was a there was a place in St. Louis called the Coral Courts Motel, and it was known as the it wasn't a, it was it was a drug and and a seedy place like that, but it was known as a cheaters hotel. Yes, because. They had garages for oh each room. So you could you discreetly could hide your car. You hide your car. Oh you never see yeah. that. No. Was that? That's you never see that. No. Look so that the up. Whole, it's a coral, the whole, coral Quartz Motel and pull up a picture of it. It had to be designed from its inception as a place for cheaters. It was older. It was from the 1950s and so. But a yeah, a garage for your. For your room, we, we room. have the yeah. drug hotels. You have the cheaters ho- cheater mm-hmm. hotels. Yep, it was it was known. <laughs> yeah, here's a picture. See the little garage. Stop it. Next to the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's all types. Uh, there's a plate. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. I, I didn't press. I didn't know if you're moving on or not. But this is a story, real quick, for Steve. Steve, I actually got myself into some trouble when I was a kid. Um, I went to visit my cousin in on Long Island, and yeah. uh, there was one of these places that was, you know, would rent out to to teenagers. Basically, I think we were, we may have been like uh, eighteen, nineteen, something like that. And uh, you had to give a driver's license to get the room, right? And, yeah. And so I was hanging out with my cousin and her friends, and she didn't have a driver's license, so I gave mine. Well, sure enough, we left, went home, and. Uh, we got a call the next morning. They had trashed the room and oh, under yeah. my name. Mm-hmm. So my aunt had to go to the and like she had to go to the to the motel, talk to you know, said this wasn't them. They weren't there. Whole big thing. And you know, she got it all cleared up. Everything was fine. And she came back to me and she goes, "Don't ever tell your mother." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and did you yeah. ever fess up to mom about that? No, I, no, I don't think my mom ever. I mean, guess she knows now. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, I totally pulled a Delco because when Kathy even just mentioned the story, I had called the Parkway. I called it the executive, and that's what it was called back in the day. That's what it used to be. <laughs> yes, and I'm an international businessman traveling to the country. 
Uh, and then uh, the other one, the Days Inn, used to be called the Alpine, so I couldn't remember the name of that hotel. Yeah, a text mm. came and said where Kitty City used to be is a valid location in Delco. <laughs> so funny. Kitty City. If you throw throw in the where something used to be yes. X amount of years ago, then yes, you yeah. you, you, you know, I still do that with the, with the King of Prussia Mall, though, because there was a Kitty City in the King of Prussia Mall, and there was, you know, the old court and the old plaza. I'm like, you know, remember where it used to be across from where that colonial spot in the in the King of Prussia, or where, where um, a tobacco store was in the right. King of Prussia Mall. You know what happens to, to your point about how these places stay in business and how do they how do they keep their money? A lot of times, what they will do is they just hold on to the real estate. They hold on and hold on and hold on until it be until right. And and, and so there was a place that used to be on the corner. You know, Kathy, you know Jericho Turnpike, uh, Long Island, a big mm-hmm. major thoroughfare, tons of business. Everything around it, Preston, got developed up. Yeah, and it was a, it was like all around. And right there on the corner was this place, a strip club called the Fire Trap Inn, <laughs> amongst brand new like strip malls and all this stuff, pristine stuff, uh-huh. and this dive strip mall right at a major intersection. And then in the summer, they would leave the front door open, and if you were coming down one of the streets, you could see right into the stage, and they, they did it. everything they could to make it a pariah. <laughs> and then eventually they sold the place for a ton of cash. Uh, hang on, Brian. I, I can't t- quite tell what he has to oh. share here. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up, buddy? I was drinking at a bar, got super drunk. There is a motel behind the bar. Decided to stay for the night so I didn't have to drive home drunk. Okay. Went into the hotel. I felt safer driving home drunk than being in this hotel. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You probably got, like, AIDS and crabs. <laughs> That was the concert. Where was it? Where was the Where was the hotel? It was in Bucks Cow in Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you on Route 13? That's where all the hookers used to walk up and down. Yep, that, yep that's where it There was. it is. <laughs> so w- nothing is as uh, as bizarre as you're used to seeing, like, city hookers. But when you get out to, like, a... Country hookers. Right, like, yeah. country hookers. Yeah. Are like, Urban hookers. They're actually better. They're in better shape because they have to cover more distance. Yeah. More yeah. distance. Yeah. I remember the first time my, we were on Route 13, and I was old enough, and my mom was like, you see that woman? Here's what she's doing. And I was like, what? God, the only oh time I've God. ever actually seen a hooker, Steve, was when we were in Hawaii. Hawaii. Now, they had... High oh yeah, they quality were they, they were hookers. high quality hookers, and uh, but those are the only actual on the street working hookers I've ever well, seen to, and known to, it. So it used to be a time years ago. I don't know, maybe it's fallen back into disarray. But you'd come out of the Lincoln Tunnel into Manhattan. Uh. And there would be the hookers right there. Right there. Right the there, home. yeah. And right. with squeegee guys. You got, okay. so city hookers, and then you got... Uh, country uh, hookers. Country hookers, hookers, and then you got your mansion hookers in... Um, mansion hookers. <laughs> there you go. In Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. They, they get dropped They're off. like penthouse hookers. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. There's got so. it. Do you think there's millionaire hookers out there? Absolutely. Okay. They're, except they're called escorts. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You've there's heard the, name. You've heard yeah. the term, term thousand dollar hose. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's where, you know... I want to be a million dollar hooker. Yeah. Uh, hang on, let me go back to the hotels. I'm going to go to Alex. Hey, Alex, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's um, up? First time caller. Oh. Um, uh, I just want to say the Parkway, I'm from Springfield. I live in Springfield now, but the Parkway was in talks to be a Wawa, which it is prime real estate, but they talked to make it a Wawa, but they couldn't come to an agreement. 
Hmm. Where, where is the where where is it now? Do you so want yeah, the hotel we're talking about? Oh, okay. The one that used to be next to Kitty City. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Kitty City existed. It was right next to it. Okay, so they were going to make that a Wawa, but they get, well yeah. maybe now that they're getting shut down, they'll uh, they'll work on that plan. It's <laughs> at the corner of Baltimore Pike and Leamy Avenue. Right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Alex. I mean, Appreciate good it. for the township, though, for finally doing this. Oh, yeah. A thousand years later, Kat. <laughs> well, I, listen, uh, better late than never, I guess. But, I'm, you know, because the the ones in Bucks County, <laughs> as far as I know, they're still open. Oh, here's a good story. Let me go to Matt. Hi, Matt. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Queefs. What's up? Hey, Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good Queef reference. All righty. What's, <laughs> what's your story, Matt? So about 10 years ago, uh, I was home living with my folks, and my mom went to work. It was Valentine's Day. My stepdad went to get a shower, and the phone rang, and here he had ordered a prostitute to meet him at this shady motel on the boulevard, like right around Gary Barbera. Oh, boy. <laughs> and she tried to get me to utilize her services after him. What? She was tr- Okay, hold on a second. I, did you go with him? What? No, no, he was in the shower. I didn't even know this was going on. Oh, so you got the phone call. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I got the phone call. That's how I found out. And, of course, I denied her services, but I (laughs) followed him there to verify, and that's how we found out he was cheating on my mom. And this was was at some seedy motel joint? Yeah, it was uh, was on the boulevard by Gary Barbera, but I got the last laugh. He's dead now. Oh, oh, so that's... Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Am I the best hooker? Boy, I guess. guess. What? (laughs) (laughs) What did she say to you when you answered the phone, Matt? I remember I was I was like 20, and I was on the computer putzing around, and she called, and she said, hey, is so-and-so there? I said, no, he's in the shower. And she just got real shady. I said, what's going on? She goes, well, we're supposed to meet. And I, I said, well, what do you mean for? She goes, well, you know, and she just kept alluding to what was going on. And the more I picked up on it, the more I kind of, like, played along with the story. All right. And she said, well, afterwards, I'm free if you have, you know, if you have oh, some time. God. Oh, and like, I listen. Said, well, <laughs> Yeah, I said, well, how much? And she said it was like 150 an hour. I said, well, let me think about it. And I just left it at there. And then he came down from his shower. He said, oh, I'm going to go out for a little while. Oh, man. And you followed him. Did you ever tell your mom? Oh, yeah. I called her as soon as I got to the hotel and saw him go in. He had just given her two dozen roses and all these chocolates and stuff. How much longer longer did the relationship last with your, your mom and him? Uh, well, I mean, he was out within a week, but, uh, okay. the divorce went off for a couple of years. Right, 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 right. Okay. He had, he had substance abuse issues and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, right. yeah then, then um, you did the right thing, obviously. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Matt, thanks, man. What's the seediest hotel yeah, you ever stayed at? Oh, my God, I stayed mm-hmm. at a ton of them. Uh, when you were in a band. When yeah. I was in a band. <laughs> We'd stay wherever was the cheapest, and so, and we would we would pile, like, eight people in a room, and they were usually motels. Yeah. yeah. Motel meaning the door goes you, outside. You, you drive go, right yeah, up. Yeah, you don't go inside. Yeah. Uh, but there are tons of them. Tons of CD joints. We stay them. Yeah, likewise. So yeah. I was doing stand-up. They'd be a little bit better, but there was you'd, you'd get the real horrific ones now and then. But actually, one of the, one of the most bizarre hotels was the one... We stayed at in uh, in Ireland, Preston, when they put us up at the uh, was it the George Bernard Shaw yeah home or whatever, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. a hotel, and it was horrible. Was that the one where the, uh, the the high school kids, the Texas high school? Yeah, there, there was a fight. Full- Melee going on in the hallway, but but never never any like uh, I never stayed in a in, in a place that was full of criminal activity or anything like that, where you just knew it was where. 
You know, like in Breaking Bad, there's some scenes where they where yep. the, the prostitutes all hang out and then the crack people go to. So, no, I've never been yeah. to a place like that. Just scuzzy, scuzzy places. Yeah. Guy that I know years and years ago stayed at, uh, they partied at a hotel because they were underage and they needed a place to safely drink. And he banged the, the front desk lady. She got off of work. I get off at five. <laughs> <laughs> and essentially, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hang on, I want to go to Mike. He's, he's, he's got an apartment building that has an interesting uh, clientele. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Uh, I grew up around a corner from Kathy, and, of course, the 13 hookers were all there. <laughs> my, <laughs> my fire company would go inside this one uh, apartment complex all the time, and then you'd see all the hookers scatter as they'd come out and all the crap. <laughs> what apartment complex was it? <laughs> Uh, it used to be called Marion Village at the time. Marion Village. Does that sound familiar, Kathy? Edgelian 13, right behind the ballpark. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the ballpark was where that guy was probably at when he went to go get the hotel. Pro- uh, you know what, probably. <laughs> Wait, the, the ballpark, was it Was it a... That's a bar. Uh, a bar, okay, yeah. I gotcha, nice. Yeah, uh, not an actual ballpark. I, that's what I was wondering, yeah. So, so yeah. Mike, this, uh, this apartment building was just full of hookers? Oh, it uh, probably still is. They had a township had to put cameras in there. Wow. <laughs> Just to watch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> have, uh, have any of you guys ever stayed in a hostel? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, no. We were going to. My, my It was my sister and I's intention. And we went to one and we're like, nope. Good idea, way to save money, but no. Well, so I was a student in, in Europe. I studied abroad, and um, it's a really great way to save money. I mean, you can get a room for, you know, five or ten bucks a night. Um, and, Steve, you would hate every second of it. I but know. It, but it was, um, they, they were never sketchy except one. And then you stay in that one and you're like, all right, maybe I need to upgrade next time around. Is that your very big head? <laughs> Where are you from? But yeah, they're, they're available. I mean, they have them in the States too. You know, you can stay them. It's just, it's dirt cheap, but it's dirt cheap for a reason. Yeah, yeah I stayed at, um, and I wouldn't necessarily call it a hostel, but it was pretty damn close to a hostel. Uh, Nick, when I, um, when I uh, uh, climbed up uh, Mount Washington at the base of the mountain there, but it's it was like the American like Mountain Club or whatever. So it was like sort of like an official. Was it clean? Was it decent? It was clean. It was, you know, just yeah, like. I, I can't. I just can't bring myself to do that. Yeah. I'm, people there weren't there to. I, the people that stay there are there to, like, be out in nature. And, yeah, and you're there for a mountain. night. Yeah. It's a bed and, and maybe a bathroom that's clean and you, you're going about your business. Like day. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I want to go to a guy who was a driver for an escort service ah. uh, for a couple of years. And then remind me because I have a story to tell right. you. Uh, hi, you're on the air on uh, Anonymous. Good morning. Yeah, hi. Um, I was actually a driver for an escort service for a couple of years. How did and, uh, how how'd you get that job, by the way? A friend of a friend. I needed a job, and it was like, um, do you want to do this? I had a lot of free time at night, and turned out the friend was actually, you know, she was an escort, so... Okay. All right. Question: Were you were you also sort of security, or was there a different person for that? Well, she had she. You know, we never had a problem, but she would check in with me when she got in and checked the ID, and everything was okay. And you know, the person was you know okay. And um, but I never had a problem. Like I never actually had to get out of the car. Or anything. Okay. But were you were you expected to if needed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I had a little bit. 
the owner of the service gave me like a you know the baton thing that you know mm. a baton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So are you are you a pretty big guy? Oh, no. No, not at all. No. See, I always thought it was the idea was to have a big guy go I'm going to have to have you up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, see, I, met, I met other drivers, and they were huge guys, so I was always kind of like, okay. But, I tell you right you know, now, if you mess with this, I'll cut you. So you did this You did this for a couple of years. Was the money good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would get tips from the girls, and, you know, I just sat in my car for sometimes, like, I would go to places and... The guy would keep the girl like multiple hours, and I would just sit there and just do nothing, draw, read, and make a crap ton of money. Well, let me ask you something. So, so what places were, were you delivering to? High quality places? Were you going to top? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 no, 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 not at all. I was. We were at this place in. Edmondson, New Jersey, and I was sitting there, and it was a, you know, tiny little, I mean, it wasn't, like, terrible, but I was just sitting there reading a book, and all of a sudden, like, I had an older car, so, like, I didn't, all the doors weren't locked, and guy just opened the door, got in, and said, drive. He didn't show me a weapon or anything like that, but I assumed he did. He smelled horrible, so I drove, and I said, where are we going? He said, we're going to Camden, and we're going to get me what I need. Okay. So we're driving around, and he kind of cracked open the door at one point, and I don't, I'm not that kind of guy. Like, I'm not, like, Mr. Survival, yeah. you know what I mean? I just kicked the guy in the butt and just kicked it, and he just fell out into the street, and he, I just sped away. Oh he was in the passenger seat. He cracked the door open. You kicked him out and took off? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's, wow. So that seems like a... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's time for Hooker Chat. <laughs> was, was that your last time driving? We became great friends. I would have no. been done with it. No, no. I mean, I told the owner of the service what happened. He was like, oh, well, glad you're okay. <laughs> so you free night? I was like, yeah, I guess. I want to go back a, wow. a, a few clicks in this story. She So she checked ID. What was she checking for? To make sure that they were at least 18? No, who they say they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who they say. Because you had, you had to give your name when you called. Okay. And, yeah, that's all it was. I mean, it's not like, you know, background checks or any crap. Yeah, we're going to do an extensive background check, and I need at least two references. <laughs> and if you can get a state yeah. senator's <laughs> approval, too, that'd be great. Like, that's what? like you're going into the military. There probably were state senators in there. <laughs> what were the ladies and, like? Oh, God, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, like six points of ID and yeah. you know, hair sample and all that crap. What, yeah, but what, what were these? What were these escorts like? I gotta be honest with you, ninety-eight percent of them were just like the most down to earth, chill. Like we would, you know. Sometimes we drove like down to Atlantic City. What do they look so, like? like well, you know, on average, were they were they attractive? Were they plainer looking? What was the uh, the normal look for one of these escorts? I would say like half and half. Some of them were just like you know, girl next door, and you know, the, the other half, guy next I, door. <laughs> I really, we're like you know, all done up and like makeup. And, all right, you know, okay. all that wow. You know okay. what I mean? But I, I like knew. I like to say that I, I kind of, you know, I spent some time in the car with these girls, so I kind of like knew them a little bit. So I, I liked a lot of them. I mean, you know, every, they all just had their own stories, but you know, it was kind of like, and I kind of felt bad for them some of the time because it was like well we're going to this place that's really not safe and i'm probably not 
cut out to help you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you sound like an oddly normal guy, okay? You sound like a pretty straight-ahead person. When you look back, how many years ago was this, by the way? Uh, 15, 20 15 years. years ago. How do you feel about it now that you were a part of that? Uh, it was an interesting time in my life. Okay. okay. Did you ever, <laughs> listen to him laugh? Did you ever get any? Did you ever get any freebies? What's that? Did you ever get any freebies? Good question. No, no. At, at the time, I, I was married, and I was, you know, really. You know, <sighs> Another day at the office. I had a three hooker night tonight. <laughs> God damn! I did so much to duke, my hands are cramping. <laughs> Wait, did your wife know my what wife you did? Was a dancer before that. No, before long before that, my wife was a dancer. Oh, okay. So I knew she'd be cool with you doing it. Okay. So, and it, you know, I was like, no, I'm not. You know, I, I, I was. They never. I, I don't think I was ever even offered that. You know, in retrospect, I'm kind of offended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your name, Chuck? What's wrong with me? Yeah. Have we ever met? We've met so many of our listeners. Have we ever met and ever talked? No. Okay. No, I've never met Casey. No, w- like would you consider driving for Casey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of motels I got to go. No, I want to hear the weekend. stories that we can't talk about on the radio <laughs> yeah. and, uh, sometime because there's oh got, my God. There's yeah, got yeah, to be plenty. Cool. Wow. Yo, that's. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Well, listen, we appreciate uh, you sharing your stories for uh, <laughs> this conversation. And uh, have have you gone on to a more legitimate line of work these days? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, well, I'm an I'm I'm anonymous, so I'm not going to tell you what I do. All okay, right. nice. fair enough. All right. Well, listen. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Remember, we had a. Uh, right, see you later. All right, take care. Do you remember we had an escort? I think she was in the studio, and she had one of her clients was a former. Governor of Pennsylvania, she said. No, I don't yeah, remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember that. So the story I was going to tell you is I, oh. I forgot about this till just now. Um, a friend of a friend, quite literally. So a friend told me the story about his buddy who had a, essentially, he had a hooker party one night. Um, and had like, Because they need fun, too. Well, had like three escorts over, and you came and you paid a certain amount to him. Oh, he hosted God. the party. They had a, a guy who was security who was there. Wow. And everyone wow. was just hanging out and drinking and having a good time. And every now and then, someone would just slip off to the bedroom with one of these ladies. So it's like and, a Tupperware and, party and, for and guys. He, <laughs> he had it set up where he had, like, uh, like everything you needed to, to freshen up, to clean up when you were done. Wow. Uh, That's incredible. Know, condoms and all really? that stuff. Huh. Yeah, swear to God. And I, I heard about this story probably 20 years ago. And I'm like, we're serious? Are you real? How? You do How do I get involved? Who wants to go second or third? I mean, how, how did he set that up? You know, I, I think he probably needs to go to some sort of seminar. Yeah, yeah maybe. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like like. Thank you for here. coming. Yeah. Uh, we have some great opportunities in prostitution, and we'd like to explore them with you tonight. Everything from small parties to larger gatherings, and we'll provide all of the sanitary equipment you'll need to conduct the parties. No, but this guy was, a, a, you know, made a good living and everything. It wasn't like he lived in the, on the seedy side of life and... How did he find someone who could set up a three-hooker party? You know, I don't know. Buckle up, because you're about to enter the high-speed world of prostitution. Thank you for coming. I just don't understand how, like, a group of friends, like, if it was you guys all in a room, like, and Preston went, and then Casey'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll take her, too. Like, It depends on how old you are, Kathy, because if you're in your young 20s, 
you may just, you know, why not? You know, I, I don't know. But I had never. It's like Nick, you going, uh, going, uh, Habsies on a flashlight. It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people are more into that idea than others. Yeah, you were not. not. I am yeah. not one of those people. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like my hookers fresh. Yeah. I'm still my flashlights. Oh I'm my still God. friends with the guy who told me that story, so I should uh, call him. I should get, get in info. touch with him and and have him retell that story to me because that was wild. It wouldn't hurt to have something for retirement. Yeah. Something you can do for your spare time. I think it's a nice idea for our next singles mixer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wow. Interesting. Well, uh, we should take a break. Yeah. I had no idea we were going to talk about all this, but I love it when that happens. And so we'll be back in a moment with all that. Stay with us. Why talk on the phone? Just text MMR at 39333. Send requests, comments, or text songs for what we're playing 24-7. The MMR short code. Always open, never busy. 39333. Billie Eilish, the uh, the singer, yeah. uh, and her family have been granted a restraining order against a 24-year-old man named Pernell Rousseau. Oh, boy. Uh, the man reportedly visited her house and attempted to gain entry seven times in the past week, starting on May 4th. Uh, he's, Eight times the charm. He was taken into custody <laughs> twice. Look, I'm wearing baggy clothes just like you. Uh, Eilish obtained the order on Monday with Rousseau. Rousseau. Uh, forbidden from coming within 200 yards of Eilish or her family. All right. Uh, Rousseau allegedly tried to gain access to their home, rang the doorbell, spoke to Eilish's father and security guards, and even took a nap by an outer wall. Uh, He also did not practice coronavirus-appropriate physical distancing. Can't do that. uh, Nor did he wear protective gear properly while speaking to staff. So when your stalker's not doing it, not practicing social distancing... Even I, six feet, man, where's your mask? Get real. Show some care. Uh, do you have to do that occasionally? Get like go go around the perimeter of your house and, oh, and yeah, remove yeah. all the sleeping fans? Of course. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, I don't do it every day. I but, mean, you know. <laughs> it's like a big basket. Shopping cart. She wears all those baggy clothes, and then I just saw on social media yesterday... I, <laughs> I don't think you guys were aware of her big naturals because of her. Was. You were? Yes. I see. It was a big thing about um, about uh, eight months ago. That she, there was a shot of her in a tight shirt. Yeah. And I, I think she's uh, she's probably self-conscious about that, and that's why she wears the baggy clothes, right? That's, that's a shame. <laughs> her big naturals. <laughs> mm. Uh, Eilish. Maybe she needs a second restraining order. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> for Casey boy. I'm pretty far away. Eilish said in her request to the judge while we waited for security, Mr. Rousseau remained on our porch, sat down, and began to read a book. It's the great Gatsby. It never fails to make me cry. While also continuing to engage in a periodic monologue. Uh, my father repeatedly asked... I just learned from Las Vegas. Boy, my arm's tired. He's doing a comedy monologue <laughs> on her front porch. But uh, seriously. Yeah. My father repeatedly asked... It was so hot in Los Angeles today. How hot was it? I saw an iguana and she was trying to buy an air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the crowd likes more like dad jokes yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, do, Casey, yeah, so, yeah. you know. Like big naturals. Well, excuse me? Big naturals. 
She said, my father repeatedly asked him to leave, but he refused. A follow-up hearing regarding the matter is scheduled for June 1st. You know, that that whole thing of dealing with somebody, celebrities at that level, like uh, Taylor Swift has had to deal with, a, a, like, oh yeah, people who just won't stop. Yeah, who obviously they have a mental problem. Yeah. And listen, every, you know, every every now and then it goes bad. It goes, it goes really yeah. bad. People, yeah, well, People have been killed. Remember that death. first case, the girl that was on that show, um... My, My sister, sister Sam. Sam. Yeah, she was like knifed to death with a that screen was, door, and that was before there were restraining orders. Right, and part of that was uh, the catalyst to to, to have get that legislation yeah. to uh, to at least because they were saying, "Look, this guy's not doing anything wrong. He hasn't broken any laws. Just coming up and knocking on your door all the right. time. He's not breaking it's not the enough. Law. Yeah, and uh, sure enough, he killed her. Yeah. So, all right, uh, let's uh, let's dive into the Harvey Weinstein as you mentioned. Steve uh, st- uh, tested positive for coronavirus in prison. Just days after being tra- transferred to the uh, Wendy Correctional Facility on uh, from Rikers Island. So he went over to this other one. And uh, he is now in medical isolation, an Empire State law enforcement official tells Deadline. Uh, according to Weinstein's PR chief, uh, Judah Engelmeyer, on Sunday, they said, Our team has not heard anything like that yet. I can't tell you what I don't know. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. How, what, can you think of a more loathsome or more difficult job in the world than being Harvey Weinstein's PR chief? Right. <laughs> Let's see how we can. Yeah. How do we polish this one? Cut things up a little bit here. <laughs> Uh, Weinstein, who just turned 68, is one of uh, two prisoners at the maximum security facility put into isolation after testing positive. There are a total of 961 prisoners at Wendy. He is serving 23 years behind bars after being found guilty of the two sex crimes. Uh, As coronavirus spreads, New York has been the worst hit state in the country with over 15,000 confirmed cases. More than 43,000 prisoners uh, in the state system are seen as high risk. I think Nick is trying on costume jewelry, no, Preston. Sounds, sounds like, like a tambourine! tambourine. Yes. Hey. Hey. Oh my God, <laughs> hold me! <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to play random instruments this morning. <laughs> so Nick's got a headset with a, with a, a mic attachment to it, and uh, so he can't really... Step away from the move? microphone per se, or move yeah. because it does make noises. But we'll we'll work on getting that. First. Oh, <laughs> snack time should be a joy this morning. <laughs> I'll put I'll put the broadcast away for snack time. Like <laughs> you two with the, that yeah. thing with what? the tambourine yeah. and saying stuff at the same time and jinx. Oh my god! So that was really loud and annoying. And when I just, I, you know what I did? I had a drink of water. I did hear you gulp, but I, but we heard a little rattle of something. All right. So I don't no. know what it is. Me neither. <laughs> There it is. I heard it again. <laughs> By the way, back to the story. Okay. So, Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> Serious stuff. No, I, uh, more than more than forty inmates at Rikers have also tested positive, and Weinstein spent time there uh, before being transferred uh, to Wendy. By the way, it must be sad to see him go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Speaking of Bono, he has expanded his song Let Your Love Be Known into a full-blown collaboration, and he's done it with Will I Am, Jennifer Hudson, and Yoshiki. This last week, Bono had uploaded the uh, new piano ballad for the people of Italy who are currently quarantined due to the coronavirus. Rolling Stone reported the tune is now called Sing for Life, uh, with the accompanying video featuring the artists and singing... <laughs> 
I miss. I'm, I I looked at a word and okay. <laughs> for some reason I thought it said fig and I thought of figging. And could you imagine if Bono did a song about shoving about ginger up your butt? Have you ever had uh, ginger in anything? Whether it be ginger ale or anything, you probably thought to yourself, "I'd never put that in my ass." Let me tell you something. You're wrong. <laughs> this one goes out for the people of Italy. Wow. <laughs> Sticking some ginger in your arse. Ginger in your ass. Yeah. Mm. Sticking it right in there, pounding it in with the bullpen hammer. <laughs> to get that feeling, that excitement, that heat of the passion of creativity. <laughs> anyway, thinking. Uh, yeah, so uh, Will I Am posted on his YouTube account. Uh, this song was created to bring joy. <laughs> this song was created to bring joy in uh, times like these. Creative people must continue to collaborate. Uh, whether you are a computer scientist, an engineer, a therapist, or a teacher, just because we are self-isolating or in quarantine doesn't mean that you are alone. It is a sad-ass song. It and, is a very sad song. And, and he says it's supposed to bring joy? No, I've, and, and I thought the exact same thing, Casey, and, and there are two points here. When he, we first heard it, he had it with a different name, and he said, that's what we're calling it for now. You know, first, it, was, it was originally supposed to be called Figging. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, but I thought the exact same thing, because he has done some really... You know, um, passionate, upbeat songs, and this is, I think, runs contrary I, to that. I haven't listened to it. Uh, so no, we, we played a, a clip of it. Uh, well, yeah, of him playing the piano, right? Right. You put the fig. <laughs> your fig goes in. You stick it all around, and you do the hokey pokey, and you fall to the ground. Your ass is on fire, and you're not feeling good. You try to smash your head with the nearest piece of wood. That's pretty good, man. Thank you. Is it the one about empty Dublin? Yeah, I think that's the it. The St. Patty yeah, song? That's right. No, uh, no, no. Well, it? it's called um, Let Your Love Be Known. Monkey Bread. I, <laughs> this one's called guys. Monkey Bread. <laughs> the actual concept of turning monkeys into bread. That's what got us into this mess. <laughs> That's not what monkey bread is, Bono. I know. What? <laughs> Steve knows. For the bit, I'll pretend I don't. <laughs> All right, so this little tune it's made up here about an hour ago. Uh, I think it's called Let Your Love Be Known. Yeah, 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 okay. So it's really sad, I don't remember. It's a sad sounding song, it's not a In this version, I thought so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes, there was no people here. of Dublin and no one was near cause they're all dead and I can't reach but I can't rain you can't touch but you can you can see it gets a little uplifting there it's just a ballad I, I want to hear the new version yeah yeah see maybe at some point you'll see Kind of lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do the end of the throat thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Will I Am posted on his YouTube account. I already did that part. Uh, do it again. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Will I Am posted on his YouTube account. Uh, he said the beauty of international connectivity is that nobody is alone on the internet. Uh, nobody. 
Use this time to be creative and collaborate remotely to solve problems. A healthy body also means a healthy mind. He's right. Um, Will I am is right. Yes, he is. Uh, let's see. How about? Oh, by the way, uh, just a quick reference. Bono yes. needs a better camera on his. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. Right. You're you're multi multi zillionaire. You can't afford a better camera. Speaking of Bono, he has expanded his song "Let Your Love Be Known" into a full blown collaboration, and he's done it with Will I Am, Jennifer Hudson, and Yoshiki. This last week, Bono had uploaded the uh, new piano ballad for the people of Italy who are currently quarantined due to the coronavirus. Rolling Stone reported the tune is now called Sing for Life, uh, with the accompanying video featuring the artists and singing. <laughs> what? what? I miss, I'm, I, I looked at a word and okay. <laughs> for some reason I thought it said fig and I thought of figging. And could you imagine if Bono did a song about shoving about ginger up your butt? Have you ever had uh, ginger in anything, whether it be ginger ale or anything? You probably thought to yourself, I'd never put that in my ass. Let me tell you something, you're wrong. <laughs> this one goes out for the people of Italy. Wow. <laughs> Sticking some ginger in your arse. Ginger in your ass, yeah. mm. Sticking it right in there, pounding it in with a bowl of peanut butter. <laughs> to get that feeling, that excitement, that heat of the passion of creativity. <laughs> anyway, thinking. Uh, yeah, so uh, Will I Am posted on his YouTube account. Uh, this song was created to bring joy. <laughs> this song was created to bring joy. In uh, times like these, creative people must continue to collaborate. Uh, whether you are a computer scientist, an engineer, a therapist, or a teacher, just because we are self-isolating or in quarantine doesn't mean that you are alone. It is a sad-ass song. It and, is a very sad song. And, and I was surprised. It's supposed to bring joy? No, I've, and, and I thought the exact same thing, Casey. And, and there are two points here. When he, we first heard it, he had it with a different name, and he said, that's what we're calling it for now. You know, first, it, was, it was originally supposed to be called Figging. But, um, uh, yeah, but I thought the exact same thing, because he has done some really, you know, um, passionate, upbeat songs. And this is, I think, runs contrary I, to that. I haven't listened to it. Uh, so no, we, we played a, a clip of it. Uh, well, yeah, of him playing the piano, right? Right. You put the fig, <laughs> you your fig goes in. in. You stick it all around. <laughs> and you do the hokey pokey and you fall to the ground. Your ass is on fire and you're not feeling good. You try to smash your head with the nearest piece of wood. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Thank you. <laughs> is it the one about empty Dublin? Yeah. I think that's the it. The St. Patty yeah, song? That's right. No, uh, no, no. Well, it? it's called um, Let Your Love Be Known. Monkey Bread. I, it, <laughs> yeah, I this one's called guys. Monkey Bread. <laughs> the actual concepts of turning monkeys into bread. That's what got us into this mess. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what Monkey Bread is, Bono. I know. What? <laughs> Steve knows. <but laughs> for the bit, I'll pretend I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this... Little tune made up here about an hour ago. Uh, I think it's called Let Your Love Be Known. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, okay. So it's really sad. I don't remember. It's a sad sounding song. It's not a In this version, I thought so. Yeah, I think you're right. There was silence. Yes, there was no people here. Yes, I walked through the street. Of Dublin, and no one was near. 
lips are all dead And I can't reach But I can't rain You can't touch But you can You can see It gets a little uplifting there It's just a ballad I, I want to hear the new version see. Yeah Yeah See, maybe at some point you see Kind of lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do the under the throat thing, Leah. <laughs> anyway, um, Will I am posted on his YouTube account. I already did that part. I'll uh, do it again. Well, no. Uh, but, said, uh, anyway, Will I am posted on his YouTube account. Uh, he said the beauty of international connectivity is that nobody is alone on the internet. Uh, nobody. Use this time to be creative and collaborate. Remotely to solve problems. A healthy body also means a healthy mind. He's right. Um, Will I am is right. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> let's see. How about... Oh, by the way, uh, just a quick reference. Bono yes. needs a better camera on his... Uh, yeah. His horrible. Right. You're, you're multi, multi-zillionaire. You can't afford a better camera. Kendall Jenner is encouraging fans to self-isolate, even if they miss their pals. She shared pics and videos of her good friends, including Tyler, the creator, and Gigi Hadid. Mm. Uh, she wrote, I miss my friends. The sooner we quarantine, the sooner we can get back to our peoples again. Well, there is a case to be made, as is made a number. The, the, the more you adhere to this now, yes. the sooner this will wrap up. And uh, obviously, our, our main goal is to get Casey to that fish concert in the summer. Thank yeah. And, and we, all of us to the Eagles game in yeah. September. Kath? I don't know if we talked about this yesterday, but the, the social influencers, did we mention this? Uh, no. No, what? There was, somebody wrote an article, and it was all about social influencers and how they're really struggling during this time because they're not getting uh, offers to post pictures of, oh my of God. different products. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was, kind, you know, they were obviously digging into the, the social influencers, but all of these people were actually responding to him. And they're like, the one girl was like, I haven't received, I usually receive at least one offer a day, and I haven't received an offer in three days. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kathy, yesterday, I got offered to uh, socially influence for Gen Z. Jeans. Have you ever heard of Gen Seven? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, you got yeah. seriously? I swear to God, Gen Seven. There's a. I don't know. Somebody saw how many freaking followers I had, and they okay. were like, "We want you to uh, influence for Gen 7. Dude, they're like freaking skinny jeans. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> have you, do it. Have have you, you have to do it. You have to do you it. You have to do please. it. Yes, Come out. Be yeah. the model. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whether I'm going out or staying in, they're, they're really... <laughs> hey, where are you going, honey? <laughs> I'm going out of my Gen 7 days. <laughs> no, actually made by seven of all mankind, which is a, a really... Uh, they're a good pair Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Whether I'm out on the town or just staying home. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we have here? <laughs> Louisiana police have arrested a man in connection with a drive-by shooting of Duck Dynasty star Willie Robertson's home. They didn't shoot him. They yeah. shot at his house. Uh, according to reports, Daniel King Jr. had been charged with one count of aggravated assault. Bomb was set at $150,000. No one was hurt, though several family members were present at the time. But they you know the thing the person is, who did it. it was actually a decoy house. Oh, my oh, God. He's so good at making decoys that uh, it was a decoy house. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> so it just sits there. It looks like a full house, but it's not. Right. And if you blow into the back here. <laughs> you know. Oh, duck hunt. Yeah, thank you. Got it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Casey Foster on the sound effects, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. That's, that's the police chasing after <laughs> the dog. Do we have that? Whatever. Attention, calling his lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Speaking of um, specials with uh, cast members, Parks and Rec is returning to NBC for a special April 30th benefit for Feeding America. The show, uh, Amy Poehler, Rashida Jones, Aziz Ansari, Nick Offerman, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt, Adam Scott, Rob Lowe, and Jim O'Hare are returning. That should be, so that should be the extension for your daughter, uh, Casey, to move from the office to Parks and Rec. Well, it's, it's so good. She moved to Boy Meets World. All right. So the, wow. like the step down. The original. Well, you know, <laughs> she's 14. I'm <laughs> telling you, like my kids, they, they judge the things that I watch and the garbage, the absolute garbage that they watch <laughs> is ridiculous. I'm like, you cannot cast judgment on anything that I watch or listen to when I listen yeah. to the nonsense. So shut up. Shut up! My kids on, are, uh, are almost 100% YouTube. Yeah. Pretty much 100% YouTube. I don't think a TV gets turned on in our house <laughs> uh, other than the living room. Well, I guess now they watch YouTube on the TV upstairs. So, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much all that. I'm on season two of uh, Parks and Rec again. I, I'd forgotten how great it is. Um, but did you know that it's on three different streaming platforms right now? It's on Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu. You can watch uh, the, uh, Parks and Rec. All three different platforms wow. have it. Yeah, and watch crazy. the revelation that is uh, Chris Pratt because he was the ultimate couch slob. Yeah. And yeah. Rashida Jones' boyfriend. Uh, and uh, throughout the series, he became you know just the doofus. And here he is, you know, leading man. He lived in the hole. That's yes. what you for most of season one. He was living in a hole. Did it just sound like Nick farted? It did. Yeah. Did Nick. you fart, Nick? No, it was his audio. Oh, wow. uh, it, it went... <laughs> that was, really that was my audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> that was my audio. Something's wrong with your mic. Oh, oh, I think let me adjust my microphone there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> Going to. Yeah, there's Mike, please. Check one, two, check one, two. Check, check, one, check, 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 check. One, two, one, two, one, two. Thank you. She's laughing a little. Uh, it's so <laughs> little funny. The, like the, all of you are crying right now. It's not that funny. <laughs> you know what I'm laughing at? I'm 53 years old. <laughs> for Parks and Rec <laughs> will raise funds for Feeding America's COVID-19 uh, response fund. So COVID-19 
uh, with uh, State Farm and Subaru each making matching donations of $150,000 with NBC cast and producers also contributing. Some of these ones, uh, like the uh, Post Malone Nirvana tribute, that generated like $3 million. $3 million bucks and Google's oh, matching. $3 million bucks. And yeah. that, so that's like $6 million bucks that are coming off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yep, it's fantastic. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Uh, Radiohead has announced that the band will be streaming live shows on its official YouTube channel during the weeks ahead. The first show recorded in Dublin uh, on October 2000 will stream today, by the way, at 5 o'clock. Ooh, Radiohead just dropped a video of how to repair a power washer. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no way. It just worked out. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> what, what, as a band? They did? As a band, yeah. So what were you doing huh. about... Uh, it's five o'clock today. I'd yeah, you want to see it? No. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> totally not going to watch that. It's totally stupid. not going it, to. It's stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> announcing announcing the series in an Instagram post. The band wrote, "Now that you have no choice whether or not to, uh, or not you fancy a quiet night in, uh, may we draw your attention to these entertainments, and we will be releasing." Tom, Tom York, if you have issues with your power, <laughs> then the next half hour is going to really benefit you. <laughs> Biggest mistake homeowners make is not replacing the oil. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I like power washers? Because I'm a freak. I'm a loser. Wink, wink. <laughs> Could you imagine? You, you, you never knew. Tom York. Was, Guy loves power washers. Loves power washers. He's just passionate about it. You know, in fact, fake plastic trees was about a power washer. People don't really know that until they dive in and look at the subtext of the lyrics. Hey, Tom, the original song was True Value Comedian (laughs) and not uh, Karma Comedian. I didn't know that. Uh, No, Karma Police. (laughs) That's That's Karma Comedian. That's right, yeah. I get my comedians and karmas mixed up. (laughs) What were you going to say, guys? I was going to let Tom know that... uh, I have a Subaru, believe it or not, a Subaru power washer. Really? Yes. I didn't even know they made it. Me neither. You should know your stuff. Uh, fans can also check out a recently launched Radiohead Public Library, a digital archive full of uh, rarities, playlists, unseen concert footage, and more. Huh. Uh, so besides the power washing, uh, they have uh, some live concert footage. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, frontman Billy Corgan, and Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash, and bassist Duff McKagan are among the artists who appear on Boulevards of Splendor, which is the latest solo LP from former Runaways singer Sherry Curie. Uh, The new album, or Cherie, I think is how she says her name, Cherie Curie. Uh, The album was originally issued as a limited vinyl release last year. And we'll now arrive digitally on April 28th. The former GNR drummer, Matt Sorum, also plays on the album and produced it. Other guests on the disc include Juliette Lewis, the huh. actress and singer, uh, the distiller singer, Brody Dale, and others. Um, the album, this is pretty well, has been in the works for years with uh, Carrie and Sorum initially starting on tracks back in 2010. But she was sidelined, Casey, and this goes to what we were talking about off air. With a significant injury when she fell while working on one of her chainsaw carvings. Oh, no. Casey was just talking about chainsawing uh, some trees on his property. And says, what would have happened with the power washer. That chainsaws scare him. The incident left Curry with partial face paralysis and severe head trauma. Oh, man. Now you're definitely not going to do it. I didn't even consider that. I only just considered cutting limbs off. Uh, with a recovery time that took over 10 months. Uh, the digital version comes with three bonus tracks on it as well. 
And then one last thing. Godsmack has released the video for the song Unforgettable, the latest single. (laughs) Come on. What is it? Tom York (laughs) and uh, Power Washer. (laughs) The idea of this alt-rock star who's kind of, you know, quiet and mysterious, keeping to himself, standing in his driveway with a power washer and giving you a demo on how to repair it. It's just... You don't think of those things. Okay, so... Words any, of the wise. Do not lose this gasket. Uh, the band invited 400... Your power mu- washer will leak uncontrollably. ...music students to join them for the, sh- for the shoot, at, which took place at the uh, SNHU Arena in Manchester, New Hampshire. So that video is that We talked about it before. They had 20 students from a middle school actually come into the studio and record that song with Yeah, them. yeah, I like that. Uh, unforgettable is the song. All right, and there you go. That is what I have. In music news for you, friend. All right, uh, we have one more break to take before we get back and uh, wrap things up. So make sure that you stay with us because we'll have some details on things you will not want to miss out on. Stay put. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. The Bizarre File brought to you by TMA Bucks. TMA Bucks encourages you to visit Bucks County by leaving the car at home and riding Scepter Regional Rail. Go to TMABucks.com to check out their Bucks County Public Transit Ride Guide for a trip planning assistance. The workers' compensation court was right to deny benefits to a man injured when he set off fireworks in his hand in a warehouse in Nebraska Court of Appeals has ruled on Tuesday. It wasn't the fault of his employer? No. The over-the-road truck driver who helps people move locations had contended that it was a so-called horseplay case where his injuries were related to work and sought payment for his medical and mileage expenses. If you're not happy with my moving, I'll blow off my hand. Uh, But the three-judge appellate court panel agreed with the workers' compensation court, which dismissed the case. In an order affirming the decision, the court found that it had nothing to do with the man's job and was solely personally related. Uh, Judge Rico Bishop wrote that the man himself said that he had brought the fireworks in his pocket to an Omaha warehouse intending to impress the manager, another fireworks enthusiast, with the noise of the artillery shell about the size of a golf ball. He said he had said his purpose was to, quote, just to say, you guys thought you had some loud ones? Well, I have an even louder one. (laughs) When the warehouse manager turned down the man's offer to light the fireworks because the wick was too short... The man lit it himself and ended up sustaining a blast and powder burns to his stomach and lower legs and hands, resulting in partial amputation of several <sighs> fingers. Well, that hurt. Now, Bishop. Bishop. Sorry. The judge cited a fundraiser webpage where the man had posted that he, quote, 
felt like a dumbass to even ask for help when what I did was all my own fault and just a bad decision, but unfortunately, I still need help. As your lawyer, this is going to hurt your case. In the court case, the man said he sometimes lit off fireworks for customers that he relocated around the 4th of July and considered it client promotion... And put on a little fireworks show for laborers that he hired. Now, Kathy, you don't know this, but we now have uh, Roman candles in our vending machine. <laughs> uh, the man said that he had lit off many fireworks for customers, so he said it was, quote, just another day. Of course. But Bishop said there was no evidence that his work depended on rapport with the warehouse employees or that any customers were present when he lit the firework in the warehouse that day. So uh, we have bottle rocket fights around here all the time, but if we were to get injured, we wouldn't blame Beasley, no, right? I don't think we would. No. We'd blame uh, One Balaplaza. One Balaplaza, yeah. you yeah. bastards. A Lodi man has been caught trying to mail cocaine that was stuffed into a jar of peanut butter. Officers say a postal company in Lodi discovered the suspicious package on Tuesday. Inside the package was a jar of peanut butter with two baggies full of cocaine stuffed within. And, I mean, they were covered in peanut butter. I don't know what was in that sandwich, but it was awesome. Uh, Detectives say the suspect used the name of an unrelated person to try to mail the package out of state. The investigation led to the arrest of 39-year-old Donald Thatcher. He's facing charges of transportation of a controlled substance. I'm curious how they knew it was in there. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. they, they found out. A video has emerged of a man fly-kicking a woman during a wild brawl outside of a Georgia mall on the first day it reopened following the coronavirus pandemic. This is some crazy-ass footage. I mean, it's a full melee. Uh, the cell phone video recorded Tuesday outside the Cumberland Mall in Atlanta showed a mall security guard wearing his yellow uniform and face mask attempt to pull three women off of another, off of one another. Uh, and you can hear the security guard say, get off or I'll have to pepper spray both of you. Getting between the two women now on the ground in the parking lot as they pulled each other's hair. Yeah! A man suddenly jumps into the frame and fly kicks the third woman in the chest. Knocking her down. He then pushes the security guard off the other two women. Scoop. Scoops up one of them and runs away with her across the parking lot. And only the security guard and another bystander were wearing masks. And uh, the profanity lace video has since garnered more than four and a half million views online. Cumberland Mall was also trending on Twitter on Wednesday morning with several social media users. At the Cumberland Mall. <laughs> uh, claiming the, the fight showed that Georgia should have remained closed for another few weeks. At the Cumberland Mall, where we say... Yeah! <laughs> it's nuts, man. All right, uh, let's see, and we'll do one more story on uh, Brave Wilderness Breaking Trail. It's a YouTube show. The host, Coyote Peterson. Coyote Peterson! Follows adventure in a very uh, uh, variety of wildlife areas. And in one episode, he travels to one of the most remote stretches of Japan in search of the Japanese giant hornet, which is known as the murder hornet. You've heard of this by now. Uh, which he says uh, injects venom in such high dosages that it can destroy tissue and attack the nervous system. He said no matter how you break it down, this thing is incredibly dangerous. Uh, though one single sting is not likely to be fatal. Uh, more than 30 people stung each year in Japan die from taking multiple stings uh, or anaphylactic shock. So, you know, in some situations it can be lethal. 
But what does he do? He travels across the area in search of the hornet. His intent is to get the hornet to sting him. Mm -hmm. There are people who do this. I'm kind of an imbecile. And he goes on to say that he's not looking forward to it, but the situation will just depend on how his body reacts to it. So he gets to it. Uh, He had an EpiPen ready to go. Within seconds of the sting, Peterson's arm begins to swell where he took the hit. It's immediately clear that he is in pain. He rolls and cries on the ground. When the stinger, he said, when the stinger went into my arm, had a wave come over me, and I got super dizzy. He said, I got a wave of pain and dizziness real quick. Absolute searing pain. The pain was immediately searing. Uh, His hand also completely seized up, and 24 hours later, his arm had swollen to near double its normal size. Wow. Uh, Peterson, who takes stings from insects rumored to be some of the most painful in the world, described the pain as being worse than anything he'd ever experienced. We're watching the footage right now. Um, You know, he's an idiot. Uh, But, uh, and the thing stinging him. Oh, God, I hate when... That whole process, and I've been stung many times by bees, and uh, you know the the the, uh, the stinger sticks in, and they're rip. Uh, it's just Dude, horrifying. Last year, I I was uh, cleaning out the shed, <sighs> and I didn't know there was a uh, a wasp nest in there, and I I didn't even hear or see. I just all of a sudden felt the sting on my back shoulder. Oh Man. yeah, and it yeah. was it was immediate, and I'm like, God. Damn it, that hurt. I was, God damn it. It hurt. Yeah, yeah. I was like... That's wild. I forgot how much it hurts. And uh, so that's a bitch. Uh, but... Ah! Steve, you were saying that uh, it turns out the natural uh, predator of the murder hornet is... Praying mantis. The praying mantis. That's what it is. Yes, yeah. And that, so this footage, you can see this all over the internet. Uh, the mantis grabs up this murder hornet and goes to work on it. So maybe we got to rethink the praying mantis. Uh, I think I can I can get behind it. I I saw a uh, it was years ago. I saw a video of uh, of a guy who's doing world travels and experiencing other cultures. And yeah. he was in this African nation with this tribe, and I forgot where it was and who this tribe was. But one of the uh, rituals that they do to prove your manliness. Oh, oh yes. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, my God. It's horrible. With the gloves? Well, what, what is the insect they use? Is it like red ants or like fire ants? ants? Bullet ants. Yeah. Like considered in the top ten most painful uh-huh. thing. And so they, they fill these two big leather gloves. And they're not your st- like gloves you get at the store. They were made, you know, primitively. Yeah. And you put your hands in them, and there, there are these ants in there, and they just sting away. Is it how long can you keep yeah, your hands in there? Something like that. You have to, you have to, yeah, we're looking at a picture. That's it. Oh, my God. Wow. I, th- I thought it was that, in Africa. It looks more, I'm not sure. No, I it think you're right. South or maybe South America. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, I, he, the guy was just, he had to, he, you know, he was going to pass out. They had wow. to they have a, a doctor ready there. For we that. did. It's insane. Yeah, we did something similar in college where you would, uh, you would hang upside down and drink out of a keg. Oh. And however long <laughs> you could drink, that's mm. how manly you were. That's how manly. So look at how many. Yeah. Look at how many of the bugs are in this thing. Yeah, that's crazy. That's God almighty. Yeah, so there are people that will do that on purpose, get stung. That's and, you know, and, and uh, the uh, and the tribe right next to him, Preston, they do purple nurples. <laughs> Is that yeah, it? That's all they do. Those hurt so, too? Yeah, I know, but I mean. Not as on. bad. Yeah. But, you know, a, a tribe of Hey, uh, any old in your tribe? Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com.
Football is back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Caitlyn Jenner speaking candidly about O.J. Simpson, saying Simpson once bragged to her that he would be able to kill Nicole Brown and get away with it. Mm. Caitlin says she decided to speak up now just in case it might help with the murder trial 26 years ago, right? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Thank <Kim> you for <laughs> that. It's insane. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson were apparently displaying all sorts of physical affection during their New York City outings, according to multiple witnesses. Kardashian explained her attraction to Davidson, saying that he is everything she wants in a dildo. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. And finally, rapper Fetty Wap. Out on half a million dollars bail as he faces charges of smuggling guns, smuggling 16 kilos of cocaine, 2 kilos of heroin, and a 1,000 fentanyl pills. Fetty, who had, uh, could face life from prison if convicted, says he was only heeding President Biden's suggestion that you do your Christmas shopping early. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. I have not done this in a while, but I used to do this. I would have ideas fairly regularly in the evening. Now, when they would occur to me, it was usually um, some type of a creative idea that I would have. Normally, it would happen right as I'm about to fall asleep. As I am just drifting off into slumberland. Semi-lucid? I would have an idea for, and it was usually show-oriented, either a topic or a contest or something like that. And if I would wait till the next morning, I would always forget it. Always. No matter when. I'm like, Damn it, why did I not write that down? And I tried to dig around in my head and never, ever, ever could figure out what I had in mind. And so I started keeping a notepad this before smartphones were as sure. uh, readily available as they were. And I would jot down just a couple of words to remind me what the idea was so I wouldn't miss out. And sometimes it yeah. had some pretty cool stuff. I do the uh, same thing. That we could do on the show. And then I started using my phone and I would just say, you know, tell Siri to set a reminder. Right. And, and then I would... It's a little clearer. Say, yeah, exactly. So uh, I saw... That's why it, uh, I could relate completely to this article that was in BuzzFeed. And it was a... There was one tweet that, that kicked off a string of these that people responded to. And people were sharing genius ideas that came to them in dreams. Okay? In dreams. So this would be while well, people were falling asleep and they would wake up uh-huh. with this great idea and they would write it down. Well, we just had sort of a, a, a situation. Nick wants to cast Shaquille O'Neal. And no, then, yeah. no, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley oh, in the Shaq's Marvel birthday. franchise. But in, in my dream, uh, Charles fit right into the Avengers. And uh, so if I had written that down, I probably would have pitched that. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes when you write these things down, especially if you've been full on in REM sleep mode. Yes. Uh, it may not be exactly what you thought you wrote down. And when you see it the next day, it's kind of interesting. So the one that kicked it all off was this guy, Andrew, had tweeted out, woke up in the middle of the night to write down something pressing and important. Check my notes, and it said, 
some form of ancient mop. <laughs> what? Uh, some form of ancient mop was yes. so pressing, yeah. he had to write that down. And it made awesome. no sense to him whatsoever the next day upon seeing it. You would think it would trigger some yeah. type of memory. Ancient mop. Of course, yeah. Yes. I, I got it now. Some New invention. form of ancient mop. Right. I wonder. I mean, I truly wonder that if he was really able to write down, like, like really what it was that he was dreaming about. And, you know, not just these, you know, English words that, you, you right. know what I mean? Like this, this truncated version of what he was thinking about. If it was actually a really good idea. Because we'll never know. We'll never know. We will never know. We've you all know. had these, these, yep. these just amazing ideas that once you fully wake up and then you're able to sort of put those thoughts to words, it's like, God. oh. I just invented a computer. <laughs> but, know, but, like, but it seems, but I've had those where I'm like, this is life changing. Yeah. This could, this could uh-huh. help my fellow man. Yes. Uh, this Freaking idea. amazing. And it just turns out to be, right. oh man, that was a stupid <laughs> idea. There, there are there already barbecues. <laughs> yeah. I had such hope. Sure. And uh, so there's a few more. It's a bit people, of a letdown. People started sharing them. Uh, here's another one that says, I once dreamt of the perfect episode of The Bill, which I guess is a show. I don't okay. know. Okay. Woke up at 3 a.m. <laughs> Remembered the whole story, big twist, spent ages writing down the whole thing, and in the morning, I excitedly reached for my pad, and all it said was, a man throws a brick through a window, but it's a different man. (laughs) (laughs) Means absolutely nothing to this. It's not the same man, it's a different man. Absolutely nothing to this. Here's another one that said, the secret of life revealed itself to me in a dream, and I (laughs) grabbed I groggily scribbled it down. The next morning, I found the words, night skirt. (laughs) (laughs) Night skirt. (laughs) So he was just so moved to, I have to record this for posterity. I guess. Night skirt. (laughs) And I guess it was important in his dream or seemed lucid at the time. Here's another one that says, I had uh, written down the perfect idea for a Bond plot. Ah, now I'm a big Bond fan. I'm curious. Imagined submitting it to uh, MGM and UA and Daniel Craig, nodding nodding approvingly. The next morning, the pad reads, Bond gets a dog. That's also a gadget. (laughs) (laughs) Preston, I got to tell you, your delivery of these ideas is really, really good. Thank you, sir. Uh, Hang on, though. Night Skirt got me thinking. Oh, no. Okay, hang on. And if I say this out loud, the idea is fully mine. You're not allowed to steal it. Yeah. All right. Try to enforce that. Um... Kathy, have you ever heard of anything like a towel that uh, is like a, a skirt as well, like an elastic towel? Yeah. Right. Well, they have. I have one that goes like around, um, like underneath my arms, my armpits. So it's like a more of like a dress than a skirt. And you have to step into it. Uh, you step into it and, and pull it up. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. Okay. So like, but it's towel <laughs> material. So if you're, you know, you've kind of you dry it off, and now you just want to. I use it to get ready. Could you could you change with it? Like if you were at the beach or something like that and you needed to change, would it cover you completely? You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. You ever yeah, seen yeah, people yeah. change under a towel? Yes, it covers you. Could you change completely. under that? And you know what? It was a... Um, that's a towel dress. I need a towel skirt. Yeah, that's... No, yeah, mine is... I mean, it could be used as a skirt, but it was a promotional item that somebody, uh, one of the movie companies sent here. I think it was... It was years ago. No, it was years ago. <laughs> I think it was The Simple Life. I think it was Paris Hilton, okay. Hilton oh. and Nicole Richie. Okay. Well, wait, so I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to divert. How do you change under that, something like that? 
Well, if you pulled it up to your shoulders. Oh, I got you down. Okay. That, that way, oh, your arms. Me? Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, that's easy. No, if you if it's underneath your arms, you just you put the bra on over oh, it. I... That's how I would do it, and then slip it off. And you know, it's it's covering your bottom, so you just pull on pants oh. or underwear. Oh, or I guess that does make sense. Okay, yeah. I was uh, like a little Houdini. You are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Uh, this this is uh, a girl who wrote down. I woke up and used voice notes to record what I was sure was the greatest melodic idea I'd ever had. I listened back to it in the morning, <laughs> and it was Royals by Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that one was already taken. Uh, here's another one that says, uh, I did that for a while, meaning writing down yeah. what they thought or what they woke up to after a dream. I did that for a while while I was younger, and once I had written down, Big Army Tent Soccer Balls. <laughs> <laughs> but you're trying to refine it to what you believe at that time in your semi-lucid state is the most efficient way to give you what you need to be reminded of it in the morning. Yes. So the things you felt that person felt were important at the time, the large tent and the soccer balls, how they are uh, uh, paired up, or what they mean for each other, no one knows. And by the way, Nick found some really good uh, um, examples of... Night skirts? No, oh. not night skirts. <laughs> Great ideas that people had come to them in dreams. Really? So, uh, I want to hear that. I'll get to those yes. in a moment. So here's another one. Uh, it says, uh, some years back, this is uh, Phil, a guy named Phil writing this, I woke with the realization that I'd understood the meaning of life. Wrote it down. I went back to sleep feeling incredibly peaceful. In the morning, I found, written down, it's all a matter of hemi demi semi quavers. <laughs> Hemi, demi, semi-quavers. It's all about sounds. That's the meaning of life. Yes. Uh, according to the dream that he had. <laughs> you know. Oh, here's, here's another good one. It says, had a writer friend, you know, an author. Yeah, yeah. Who woke up in great excitement to check his notebook. He had written down something about monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You, and this, by the way, this is sort of a uh, an admonishment that while you, in your semi-lucid state, try to realize that as explanatory as you think you are, you need to be that much more. Yeah. Go the extra mile and, and throw in a verb, like if it's just <laughs> night skirt, yeah. throw in a verb. Yeah. yeah. Let me go to Shelly here. Hey, Shelly, good morning. Morning. Hey, what's up, Shelly? I think I have something sort of like that, but it's my husband who says ridiculous things in his sleep. Okay. And I wake up and write them down. Oh. All right. So, so, and then, and then you'll, will you read them back to him in the morning? Yes. <laughs> or often he wakes up when I wake up and write them down, then I tell him what he just said. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He, give us one if you have a good one. Just wash it and fold it over. <laughs> Just wash, wash it and fold it over. <laughs> I and have... then, of course, you're sitting there going, what? The oh, what? <laughs> and one of them was, the poor bastard will just have to make do with a silk umbrella. <laughs> the, the poor bastard will just have to make do with a silk umbrella. <laughs> so you're actually writing these down. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Wait, can you have any more? Yes. And once he woke up, stuck his arm in the air, and said, Oh, S, Captain Pike. <laughs> Captain Pike from Star Trek. Star Trek. Oh, my gosh. Shelly, that's phenomenal. Shelly, are you reading these, or do you, do, uh, do you just remember these? No, I wrote them down. <laughs> if I don't wake up and write them down, I forget them in the morning. Oh, that's brilliant. But Casey's wondering if you still have them written down in, in a log somewhere, and you're reading from them right now. 
They're in my phone. Oh, they're in your phone. Please. That's a perfect way to do it. Send these to me. Because my wife will do this from time to time. And I have tweeted them out. It it is just so funny because I will then engage her. Because at first first I think she's actually awake. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, what you're saying literally makes no sense. So... We're gonna have a little fun with this. Have you ever been? Have you ever been walking out of say if you're you're sitting there watching TV, you nod off or she mm-hmm. nods off, and you you come out of it and say something, and then you realize you haven't said anything germane to the conversation that was going on because you nodded off, but you try to reintegrate it back <laughs> into the conversation sure. to hide the fact you nodded off. Oh yeah, yeah, it's embarrassing. So the other night I yeah. I, I just put it out, Tom Cruise. Are you serious? I swear to God. <gasps> Yeah, I think it's, it's, we're watching the Leah Remini Scientology thing. Yeah, yeah, I, okay. Yeah, All right. so, so I'm like, so t- Tom Cruise. And then... And they go, <laughs> I was just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I really tried to bury it in the joke. And, and, and it's like when uh, Darren McGavin in, in A Christmas Story looks at the, uh, you know, hey, they, they just shot, they, they, the grizzly bear was outside the candy store. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they just look at you like, what? <laughs> I had a buddy of mine spent the night at my house, and I remember we were asleep, and all of a sudden, I just, I, he woke me up by speaking, and, and he just goes, I can't find the pancakes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, what? <laughs> and he says, again, I can't find the pancakes. And at that point, I realized he's talking to his sleep. Right, yeah. So, like you, Casey, <laughs> yeah. I just, I dive right into him like, were they blueberry pancakes? <laughs> or and, and then he he starts to engage yeah. and goes, what? He goes, he throws what back at me? <laughs> and then he wakes up and realizes yeah, yeah, he's yeah. mumbling and then, uh, you know, passed back out. For, Preston, for as yeah, much as I love the legitimacy of that, where you're in that, that, that again, that semi-lucid sleep state and you start, you, you'll you blurt them out or someone else will blurt them out. I'm sick to death now. In case I know you watch uh, America's Funny Home videos, I'm sick and tired of the people coming back from dental surgery now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's With been done. Drug, it's been done. Yeah. But, the last but when one, it's happening organically out of yeah. sleep, it, I think it's so much funnier. Well, the last one on Sunday, though, is they go, oh, you're on drugs. Wait, I'm on drugs? I promised my mom I would never do drugs. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Here's a couple uh, a couple more of these great ideas that people had. They woke up in the middle of the night and wrote it down and then realized the next morning that it was garbage. And then I want to hear the, some legitimate. Yeah, this one says, woke up, once woke up in the middle of the night. Laughing and wrote down why. Checked in the morning and it said, pretend there's a door. (laughs) (laughs) Which seemed hilarious to this person at the time. Uh, I like this one. I once dreamt my mom was a faceless stone statue who danced for the Nazis. And according to my notes. She was a golem. And according to my notes was, quote, wearing a dress which is bigger than it actually is. So, wow. Yeah. Um, let so, me, uh, let, let's see. Here, here, you want to go to the other ones? Yeah, pull up the yeah. legitimate ideas that the, people have had. These are great ideas that have come to people in their sleep. Yeah, and you'll, Steve, you'll know all of these ideas. But yeah. What you didn't know probably is that they came uh, they from came a dream. Them. Yeah. All right. James Cameron was fighting a 102-degree fever when a vision of a robot dragging itself along the floor with a knife came to him in his sleep. And, of course, that was the brainstorm for uh, the Terminator. Yep. Wow. And uh, so he had that. Paul McCartney was 22 when he woke up to, quote, a lovely tune in my head and thought, that's great. And I wonder what it is. He got up and uh, picked the abyss. Picked the tune. What's that? Oh, that's James Cameron's film. Sorry. Uh, picked the tune out on the piano, but was convinced that it must have been something that he heard years ago and sub- uh, subconsciously remembered it. But after further investigation, revealed that it was a McCartney original. He jotted down some lyrics 
and it eventually turned into yesterday. Wow! So yesterday came to him in a dream. So when he re- when he woke up, he was he was thinking, "Oh, I must have heard it yeah. before," not realizing he had written it. Yeah. Uh, Mary Shelley was hanging out with her husband, uh, Lord Byron, and some other literary notables when they decided to have a writing contest. Uh, Mary was stuck until she went to bed for the night, and what she had, what was called a waking dream of a hideous phantasm of a man stretched out and then on the working of some powerful engine, shows signs of life and stir with uneasy half-vital motion. Of course, that was Frankenstein's monster. If you watch the movie The Bride of Frankenstein, it begins with Mary Shelley. It starts with her, the author, recounting the story that she, you know, recounting that that whole story. So, I, yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson had a similar problem. The stories weren't coming, and he knew he wanted to write about a, the dual life of a man, but had no idea how to go about it, was frustrated that no plot was presenting itself. He closed his eyes. He said on the second night, I dreamt the scene at the window and a scene afterwards split in two in which uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde appeared. Hyde for some, uh, it was uh, in which Hyde for some crime took the powder and underwent the change in the presence of his pursuers. God, so these these legendary things are invented and it just kills me because I think I told you this, Kathy, about five years ago I had a dream where I rolled over and I, sa- and I, and I was asleep. And I jotted down Kylie lip kits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it ha- I didn't understand what it meant. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a real shame. On, on this list, Preston, I, I love number eight and number ten. All right, number eight, uh, it says Jack Nicholas's golf swing. <laughs> uh, the subconscious isn't just a creativity factory. It's a sports clinic, too. Nicholas figured out why his game was off after he dreamed uh, that he was owning the links in a way he hadn't for a while. Uh, after analyzing the dream, the six-time Master Champ realized that he was gripping the club differently in the dream than he did in real life. He said, I tried it the way I did in my dream, and it wow. worked. Let me ask you something, and I, uh, bet, I bet you've had a similar situation to this, Preston. You are involved in a video game, and you're asleep. Oh, yeah. And in your sleep, a solution to something that you're working on, a puzzle in the video game, comes to you. It did to me with Tomb Raider twice. No kidding. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had the solution dream. Yeah. But I have dreamt about games, and that's when I realize you're, <laughs> you're playing, playing too much. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's permeating. you, you got to back off the game for a little bit. Uh, the shape and structure of DNA eluded scientists until 1953 when Dr. James Watson had a dream that made him consider the double helix. Night skirt. Uh, <laughs> what? Double helix. Uh, <laughs> Double helix. According to his alma mater, Indiana University, the dream was of two intertwined serpents with the heads at opposite ends, uh, though other accounts say the dream was of a double-sided staircase. Uh, but that's where he came that's up with the idea. Double-headed <laughs> Uh Let me read a couple of more of these examples yeah. from uh, from tweets, uh, But but I love these. This one says... Uh, I once did the same as far as writing something down. When I checked the piece of paper in the morning, it said, must write this down. (laughs) No, they missed the point. And that was it. And then, (laughs) I love this one. Uh, Somebody said, the most satisfying message tool and how to use it. I was convinced that this was the best idea. So I wrote the whole thing down and went happily back to sleep. In the morning, it read... Octopus beaks. <laughs> <laughs> octopus beaks. Now, an octopus does have a beak. I know. Yeah. But what do you do with that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they, yeah. they just seem to be forgetting the part. The part. Verb. That, Throw in a verb. Yes, that makes it yeah. this great idea. Oh, my God. 
Uh, so keep that in mind. Your 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 brain is always churning away while you're sleeping, cranking out <laughs> some ideas, but. Try to remind yourself to write down fully what the idea is should you have some type of a genius moment in the middle of the night. Just thought those were interesting. We're going to take a break, and uh, I have a special-themed bizarre file when we return. Yes, and I'll reveal that theme when we get back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Looking for great pay and a supportive team? Ready to help deliver what matters? Join UPS and a seasonal job here could turn into a rewarding career. Right now, we're hiring warehouse workers, package delivery drivers, and tractor-trailer drivers near you. All positions offer competitive pay, and bonuses are offered for some roles. Shift your life. Shift your world. Shift to Team UPS today. Apply now at upsjobs.com shift. Make the shift. Make a difference.